What's up, people? Welcome back to the Hunger for Knowledge podcast with myself, William Beatty, and Mr. Rob Tibbins. Hello. Uh, tonight, we had an interview with Eric Gockley. Eric is uh, a co-worker of mine. We, we met not too long ago, but, you know, I, I knew he had... Um, I, you know, when you meet people who have a, a, a good head on their shoulders and, they're, you know, they're people who, you know, are about actually thinking about things. And, you know, you, you get a you get a um, my spider senses were tingling. So, you know, I, <laughs> you're, you're really buttering me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah my spider senses <laughs> were tingling. When I meet when I meet people who I know reach certain <clears throat> levels of thought and. Who, who think about things that are productive, you know, I always try to make, you know, make sure that I can get them on here because, you know, it's it's those kinds of ideas, if anything, um, <laughs> that can change this wretched world, you know, so, <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, it was, a, we had a good conversation. Um, we, when you hear this, it's just going to flow into the conversation because we were already having a, a really good conversation before we hit record. So we just let it flow. So um, it's it's funny when uh, when you first started talking to me. I think my, it might have been the second conversation, but one of the either first or second when I started talking to you, I was like, I forget what we were talking about. It was something simple, but you got like real deep, <laughs> like real deep with it. And and you know, again, we're at work, and I'm thinking, oh man, this dude, like, okay, too he, deep. I was like, this guy's really. And then the more I talked to you, I was like, oh, you know, you really have like a wealth of information. I was, it, it kind of threw me off because I mean, you know, all the other guys you work with. Yeah. I mean, if it's not like chicks, <laughs> and you know how many beers I drank, it. So I kind of like started looking at you as someone I could like have like if i wanted to have an actual conversation Likewise, yeah. i would like look where you're at in the shop you know and be like hey you know what's going on but then you told me about the podcast and i've never done one before and you were like oh well we just go and have a conversation and i you know i thought that'd be nice just to like kind of talk about just you know not any topics specifically but just to like kind of you know bs and, and see where it comes from it and I've never done one before, so I was like, all right, you know, I'll give it a try. You did good. I think it went well. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. I think it was I, I had enjoyed this one for sure. I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah. And it was and it was a good one to come back with since yeah, we it was been a around. good one to come back with. Now now we're gonna get back on the grind <laughs> and pumping them out. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and like this one. That is that, that would be great. That's some real official stuff right <laughs> there. Because I don't, I can't even like I wouldn't even think to say nothing like that. I'm glad that Rob <laughs> makes up for my weaknesses there. Well, we got a good thing going. <laughs> yeah, we, got, I, we fill in the blanks for each other. We got a good thing going here. So um, yeah, um, check out this conversation. We we dived into a lot of not not dive. That's not even a word. We dove into a lot <laughs> of uh, different subjects, but ultimately, you know, it was. Um, a good and productive uh, communication. I mean, how'd you guys start? Was it like one night you guys were having like a deep conversation? And you were like, you know what? We should probably like record this. He, he had a he had a podcast first. Mm. It was it was weird. We started talking one night at basketball. Yeah, that's kind of how like our realizing. I mean, me realizing that, like, I was always trying to do something like this. Mm. Yeah, me too. And uh. 
But my realization after I did it a couple times, I probably needed somebody with me. And, uh, and then Will, I invited Will after we had conversations and yeah. then it went really well. And I was like, oh, he's perfect. Church basketball. Yeah. yeah. Started from church basketball. That's kind of ironic, huh? Yeah, yeah. Church basketball <laughs> for two non-believing people. <laughs> We're sitting in there yeah. being disrespectful yeah, right, during right. prayer and stuff. But I mean, the one guy that was running it, he was real. He was real uh, amendable to us he having was. conversations. It was awesome. It was so, great, and he wasn't like offended or anything. He right. was willing to talk to us about it. So it was, cool was nice. Something like that. Yeah. 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 It was. I mean, the one day that was like five or six yeah, people like definitely. stayed after to, to talk about this because I think that that's really what's. Like, to people who really think about it, that's really the conversation. It's not really, you know, the conversation of if you believe or not. More so, why don't you, like, what they wonder why wonder we why don't. you don't. And, and your you views. Know. Yeah. And because that, in a way, they want to, in some ways, some, some of those people, doubts. whether they said it or not, they still want to try and convert you into right. believing like, like, in seed. it. I think all people secretly ask those questions if you're oh, a believer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, my parents, well, my mom, more or less, she is like a low-profile Christian, I guess you could say. Mm. Well, like, she goes to church, but she's not, like, over-adamant about, like, you know, yeah. doing, like... It's my parents. Yeah, yeah like, you know, doing, like, uh, church drives and stuff like that. And my dad's more like, he's like, oh, you know, my mom, you know, your mom makes me go. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah. type of dude, right? And, like, I, I'm agnostic where... I don't. I mean, I'm sure you guys know what that means, but it means. Like, I think that's all three of us. Yeah, like I, I don't believe there's a God, but I'm also I can't tell you if he's there or not. You know what I'm saying? I believe like, there's something there. What it is? Yeah. Right. I don't know. Right. So, well, it's funny we're talking about this because the other day my mom was like, "Hey, how would you feel about me taking your daughter to Sunday school?" And I was like, "That's fine," because I'm really not that type of person to be like, "No, I don't want her to be." Like, if she grows up and she wants to be into that, that's awesome. You know, if that makes her happy. Who, who am right. I to? Yeah, right. Who am I to? I'm not going to stop her from now. Will I go with her? I mean, I'm not sure. Maybe if she like really wants me to go, I might entertain the idea. But all our kids have been to uh, what summer? What do they have during the summer? Summer like uh, the vacation Bible. School yeah, all my kids been to that. She was to vacation Bible school, oh, so. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, that's all, you know, but none of I don't know. So I leave it up to them. They yeah. can. I let my I let them go to church with my mother-in-law. But, I mean, as time goes on, like, because my daughter, she goes to, like, a church preschool. Yeah. Okay. And the other day she comes up to me. She's like, Dad. I don't know if I should be going to that school anymore because they keep talking about God. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, listen, they're not like, I'm not trying to like frame it like they're like trying to hurt you and lie right. to you and right. things like that. That's their belief. I right. said, but me and your mom, like, that's just not what we believe. Like, mm. we don't believe that. <laughs> I think she's like, well, you know, I guess you know, still keep going or whatever. But like, I mean, it's 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 a hard call because I think some of my like religious Please. training started at her age, at like three. Yeah, right, right. You know, yeah, it teaches good. I mean, my thing is like, I think it teaches great values. Like, I think you know the Bible or the Quran or whatever you read. I think I more think of it as like a, a life guideline. You know, like how how you should treat like your fellow man and and how you 
should you know help others like i think that's great i i really don't see a need to have someone like metaphorically like over you you know like telling you to do that uh, see i'm kind of weird about it like if you need some like i don't know I think it's a form of control. That's yeah. how I look at it. Back and forth on it. Cause like I, I, in one way, if you need something to like keep you like morally correct, I kind of get it. But like, I'm also like, you're a human being. You should just be morally correct without, without anything, that, right, without right, anything. Right. Care, you know, be thankful for what you have and care for other people and all that should just be a human instinct right. to have somebody tell you to do that or, or make you believe in doing that right. is just like a system that's going to fail. Well, to me, and I, I don't know. No, that that it's because my mom asked. I forgot to tell you, Rob. I, I started um, my life coach like certification. Good for stuff. you. So, like that. That's cool. That comes in. That I mean, there's like a. <laughs> I still have like a hundred some parts to do, but I mean, it's not like long. So like, after, after I might we, be done with it probably within the next three four months. So after the conversation with Jason, it kind of sparked or was were you yeah, already no, thinking about it? I was thinking about it, and then. We had had a guy on who, who was a life coach and motivation. Yeah, I, saw, I was scrolling through, just listening. Yeah, to he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He and um, you know, I figure you know, once I do that, you know, maybe I can get a hold of him and pick his brain. And, yeah, for you sure. Know, see, you know, I'll send you. I can send you his number yeah, and stuff. But um, this is a uh, how how basketball playoffs go. <laughs> I mean, I don't that's know. not we, a, a good face <laughs> or a bad face. It's, it's neither. I mean, it was, uh, we, we we won our first round game, and then um, in the second round, um, we lost to Binghamton. They're, it's up in New York, uh-huh. and we had to go up there, and that was interesting. Like, is this like a private league or uh, just like it's a... like a semi-pro team? Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I play for this team in Norristown, the Norristown Knights. That's cool. I didn't know. Yeah, that man. Thing. Yeah, man. Um, I play for them. Actually, Effort is getting a team. Oh, really? Oh, Effort is getting a team by the owner of. I don't even know why this is happening. It's so strange. <laughs> it's so, like I'm still trying to process this. Like, all right. Uh, last season, the season before this one. I played for this team for like one game called the Pottstown Flames. Like we were playing in Pottstown. The owner, him and the coach at the time. The coach then is my coach now. My mm. one of my good friends now. The owner first of all, I don't even know if he'd ever been to Ephrata before like he started coming to the wreck like there was you know craig yeah craig, I, I just had a feeling this yeah. is, that's craig craig where this craig was going was, but craig is he's instrumental in all this craig craig was the first coach of that team and then him and steve had a falling out and then my friend nell started being the coach but he started only coming to the wreck when he started coming with craig and stuff like that yeah. and now like lancaster had a team that craig was the coach of, and then mm-hmm. Redding had a team. I think both of those teams folded. So my guess is that he wanted to pick a place in the middle of Lancaster and Redding to okay. get both of those players. Okay. That makes sense. But that is hilarious that some people from Lancaster and Redding are going to be representing Ephrata. That is hilarious to me. <laughs> and, oh, that is. Oh, man. I can't wait to play them. Because I'm not playing for Ephrata. <laughs> I've done. Yeah, I've played for Ephrata. I've had Ephrata on my uniform for the last time. That was many years ago. In high school. In high school. 
I went from high school to the pros because I didn't play college ball. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't that wasn't really purposeful. You know, it took, look at how long it took me. I'm thirty. I'm almost thirty-two. I'll be thirty-two in like a week or two. So it's like, I mean, I'm still gonna play for Norristown. Like that's like you know, those are my guys. You yeah. Know, and, you know, Micah. You know, he's yeah. on there. And, you he's know, gonna stay in Norristown. Those are my guys. You know, I'm. I would. Just because Ephra has a team, I don't feel any need to play for them. But yeah, I mean, we lost in the second round. They were good. It was a good team. How much attention does this like league get? Like crazy, you know, theoreticals. No. Like, what if like you know some dude from the Knicks, you know, GM, like gets a hold of a, a few games of yours and like you know, Will's an awesome like no. You know, that's, I don't even have the illusion. But is that a possibility? <laughs> um, like, it was like, hey, you listen, know, we'll they're really. I don't know anything. The NBA will find now that the Mandela effect happened. Like anything can happen. Like <laughs> <laughs> so, let's say if in a different universe under different circumstances, yeah, it's possible you could see my game and be like that dude right there. Call him up. Call him <laughs> up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> bring him to practice. But no, it's like I'm kind of like at the twilight of that level of like I can still play with those guys, yeah. but a lot of those dudes are like 22, 23. Like I'm 32, and like I'm not really on it like I used to be. Right. So I can see that I'm kind of on my way out, but at the same time, like I can still play with those guys. Not only are they 22, but t- basketball is their life. That's their life. I threw a pipe <laughs> yeah. for most of the day. And, and a father. And a father. And a husband. And I'm a husband and I do podcast. I do all this other stuff. Yeah. And uh, basketball, you know, is not it's still important. It. It's important, but not that important anymore, obviously. Like my, I don't prioritize it like I used to. Like, I don't know much about basketball, but I always thought, like, what are the odds to get in the NBA? Because I'm sure... I'm, yeah, I'm sure there's, like, hundreds upon hundreds of kids who are good just in one small section. But the thing and, is... And, you yeah. know, to be able to, like, get to that... Do you have to be, like, extremely good, or does it also help to, like... You have, know some people. Or is it it's just based both. on talent? It's both of those things. You have to be extremely good, and you have to be connected enough to put the dots together okay. in order to be in the places you need to be to be seen by people who you, can You have to have people around you that are marketing you at uh, a young okay. age. You know, they're putting you out there, unfortunately. They have... You know. I mean, and with like AAU stuff, yeah, like that's it's like different that's now. like high school. That's almost like high school professional athletics. You know, Dave that was supposed to come on. Yeah. His his kids are in a like that's part of the reason it's hard to get him here is because it's hard. It's that, a, that, they that do AAU basketball. That is, yeah, they, like they're, that's they're what he said. Documentaries about it. Like I was watching this one. Like they were like sixteen year olds AAU basketball team. Getting sponsored, I think, by like Adidas, and they were like, they See, had that's like a little a, iffy to me. They, no, these dudes have like their own bus, like they like th- it really? is technically in like they're a national, they're like number two or three in the country or something. They're a nationally ranked team, so they're like they get a lot of the perks that a lot of like top level pros get. So these kids are like being breeded from a young. Oh age. yeah, yeah. Like I like, think I think people like um. Like LeBron and stuff like like those people came up as AAU. Oh, kids. LeBron for sure. You know what I mean? Like they've yeah. been good so long that people have been making money off of them for a long yeah. time. For a long Sadly, time. yeah. What's disturbing about that whole situation is the like the the Duke 
Duke was playing, I don't know, I think it might have been North Carolina. And the tickets were like $2,200 for like on the floor. And those kids are getting one year. They're not going to get any crap. Really? They're going to get a scholarship. That's what they say. Well, "Well, we gave you a scholarship. You can go to education. Yeah. For a year. That's that's, that's like if... (laughs) It's like if you like did some work for somebody and uh, they told you they were going to give you like a thousand dollars and then like they're like, well, you know, we'll give you five hundred. Like, you know, and we're going and we're going to make we're going to make a million dollars off the we're job gonna, you did. We're making <laughs> millions of dollars off of these people. Right. And, and and the NCAA, they just put out this uh, this commercial where. It was like the life of a student athlete. And it's one of those things. <laughs> I can't wait to, yeah. They show like the guy's face the whole time. So you see him like popping out of bed and like going like going to practice and right. stuff like that. And then like all of these professional athletes was like, this was nothing like how <laughs> it was for me in college. Right. The one guy was like, what about, <laughs> he's like, what about, why didn't they show the part where you're getting yelled at at six in the morning by your coach? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's just is disturb, and then it's just disturbing, like the amount of money the NCAA makes off those, like the March Madness, all that stuff. I think seriously, one day they're gonna look at this as like one of the biggest like criminal types of oh, like, situations think, that's like been allowed to just go on. Like, think about the and and then the college football too. Look, the concussion stuff, right? So now those kids aren't even getting paid. They're getting there's been. I don't know how many different cases of people having concussions in college football and, you know. Yeah, people act like you only get, like, you could only get CTE or yeah, whatever, like, exactly. when you're in the NFL. It's oh. like, no, you could probably get that. Who knows? You, you might even be able to get that in, like, high school. I got I got concussions in high school, but like, I played when, in the time frame where they were like, ah, it's just a dinger, go back. I never, I know now that I got them. That it's was just a that, dinger. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Got some dirt on it. There was oh, no concussion yeah. protocol. No, not when I played. Yeah. We, I played like, you know, 20 years ago. So like back then, they were just, you're fine. I pat on the ass <laughs> and right, like right. back out there. <laughs> or I, I didn't even go out most of the time, you know, like I was just yeah. like, whatever. You shrug it off. Yeah. Like, I'm just oh, like, I saw, like, I don't know how many times I've seen stars playing football and it's yeah. just like, this is what it it's is. It's normal. It's yeah, normal. You're all right. We all went through it, says the guy who can't talk when yeah. he's 60 because right. <laughs> his Try- brain is. He has a. There was a dude, and they, he was like in he was like twenty two or something in college, and they said like I think he died, and then they said he had the brain of like a sixty year old. Yeah, no. I remember that. Like that's wild. Like right. that, how many people are walking around like that? Like that, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, it, and who are like conscious of it? Like, did you think he realized he that? Probably, he probably you know? didn't even know. Thought, yeah, that, that was just he's the way probably, his brain was. I mean, people were probably like, he's acting weird, but. Right. But, like, they probably weren't coming to him, like, look, we don't know what happened, but you need to, like, go to the doctor. And he's in he, the in the uh, dementia ward, and he's 22 years old or crazy. something. What kind of stuff? Like, that's wild. But, I don't know, I, I get it. I mean, people have a – you have a competitive – I like playing football. I mean, if you're, <laughs> if you're in a place like Baltimore and you feel like you have limited options and Ooh, you're an athlete. Get out. You're an athletic right. person that sees a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm just saying, I, I would probably 
you know and then what happens so you're kind of but you're kind of backed into a corner where if that's your only way out is to play football knowing that you're probably not going to be able to remember your name when you're 45 years old they'll do it you know and then people are just waiting there to pounce on those people you know because they make money off them and you know think about it we just had a baseball player that got paid in philadelphia he got paid a third of a billion dollars to play baseball it's crazy a third of a billion when I hear stuff like that, it just makes me feel like one day, like, all right, when, when things like that can go on, all of this just kind of has to crumble one day. Because that's just a wild, like... I mean, who needs all that? I just seems... No, but you wouldn't... But I'm just, None of us would be like, I ain't taking that money. Oh, no. Oh, no. Right, right, right. Right. Like, but who, no, who does need that? But it's, does, like, it's crazy really to think that? that dude is getting paid that much. And I'm sure there's kids in his city who, like, haven't eaten in, like, a day and a half. That's why all this has to crumble. You know, like, like it, it has no it's like, choice. Like, well, that's that old saying. Give them circuses. I forget what. Bread and circuses. Is, that's and, the Rome. That's what they. Yep. That's what Rome was about. They said, look, you give them bread and you send them to circuses. You you know you you'll be able to control the people. Yeah. You know that's when I was on my way. I was going to the movies the other night to see. Um, I think I was telling you about this. When I was I went to go see us. Oh okay. Yeah. And um, oh, I want to see that. Was that good? It was. It was alright. Okay. It was alright. Uh, you know, it was alright. Your brother was really talking it up to me. He's like, yo. This is the movie of the lifetime. You got to go see it. And I was like, oh, after he saw it or before he saw it? Before us. Oh, okay. It was, I mean, that wasn't no movie of no lifetime. <laughs> that's how I was telling him that was. It was cool, but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like earth shattering. All right. I told I him I was like, I wasn't a big fan of Get Out. And he was like, oh, this. Oh, I like that this one. Is so, yeah. I don't know. It was, you know, it was. I don't know how I felt about yeah, it. Yeah. It, it was, was one right. of those things where it's like, that's not, it's that, it was not on level. But anyway, when I was going to see us, keep going. I, I was looking at the, um, I was looking at this stream of cars coming in. Okay. Like I was, and I, you know, recognizing all. Well, I was on my way to the movies, watching the stream of cars that just left. Right. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, and I had like a moment of clarity, and I was like, oh, this is how it happens. Like the people just go. To the movies and watch TV just so they can, like, see a pattern of, like, life. Like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is life to you. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of have to continuously get it reinforced. Because people, I don't think, naturally are like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that... I think we just kind of... We play a part in a system. And most of our ancestors didn't know anything about uh, a life like this. Right, right. You had to like get people to do this. Right. You know, there was a t- like before there was a, a like a workforce, you know, I was I heard somebody talk about like they had to like come and get people off of farms really and be like, look, you're going to come come right. here for the for the as and many hours. Team, right. You're going to do this and they're like, no, that's right. not what I'm going to do. <laughs> and nowadays, I mean, you don't even have to leave. I, what I think is crazy is you don't even have to leave your house. Like, you could literally live in your house your entire life and never leave. And 
I mean, you could sustain yourself because food's now delivered to your yeah. house. Walmart will do. You know, will Walmart deliver their food, their groceries, or no? I know Giant. Giant, know Giant does. does and, Amazon and, runs everything. Yeah, and Amazon, so, dude. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's give a little corporate welfare update on that one. <laughs> 2018, once again, paid no taxes. Oh, by the way, they got a negative one. 1% tax rate, which gave them a $129 million refund. Moving on. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> just just you're, so weird. But you're right, though. Like, somebody doesn't really, like, have to leave, like, their house. I mean, what happened to, like, what happened to it being cool to try? I noticed that, too. Like, with the whole, like, you know, kind of tying to not leaving the house. Like, people don't really try for things as much as they used to. And it's almost, like, accepted to, like, kind of brush it off and, like, like if let's say like you're trying to go to college, right, and you don't get in, or whatever, and like an intellectual person would be like, oh, I should you know apply to different colleges. Where like someone else, like I've met friends who are like, oh, dude, you know, whatever, I don't need college, I'll just get a job and and I'll just you know make minimum wage or whatever, and I'll be fine. And I don't think people have aspirations like they did like back in the I day. I think people are beaten down. Like, yeah, you, you know, you morale. listen to all the yeah the morale, the all the is- crap that goes on, and you watch you know if you, the biggest mistake watching <laughs> the news the news, yeah. just crushes you. You yeah. know, yeah, this perception of all these terrible things and reality is none of that stuff no, matters. Yeah. I was um I was listening to a podcast the other day and um. Uh, the, the spiritual teacher Ram Das, he was talking to um, Duncan Trussell and a couple of other people in that spiritual community, and um, this lady asked Ram Das, like, she was like, in this world, like, how do you like, what practices can you do to like, sort of calm your mind in the midst of all this craziness. <laughs> and she was like waiting for like this mystical profound answer and he was like turn your television off yeah, exactly <laughs> like, exactly like yeah. he was <laughs> like it wasn't profound like it wasn't profound on the level of like but, uh, like know. the craziest part is like that you pay for that madness you yeah. do a but, lot of money but that's i mean that's you know information is strange because it's like it's necessary, but right. it can also overload you, and yeah. like you'd be like, oh, I just know, like there's yeah. too much stuff that you, you you can pick up on in a day. Or like, is this stuff you're you think you know? Is that like? Because that's another thing too. There's so much like misinformation mm-hmm. where 100%. like you know someone will have a rash and they'll look it up on Google and some random site and they're like, oh, I got that's what I have. You know, <laughs> yeah. when in all reality it could be something like completely different that you got to go to the hospital. You know, but I know I do it. <laughs> well, it's sort of, I know it's funny. I told my wife this the other day. I was like, you know, Google probably knows me more than you because oh, yeah, when yeah, I yeah. log on to Google, right, it'll come up with new stuff of like everything that I have ever typed in there, you know. Cuz they're selling your information. Yeah, right. You know, they're keeping track of it. They want to know. It's like you ever go to you ever go type into something into Google and then either A, look on the Facebook or or look on the eBay. As soon as you whatever you were looking up on on uh, Google yeah. will pop up on eBay or Facebook as an ad because they they're tracking you. See, yeah. but that's like a reality that like all right, if you would have told people like 30, 40 years ago, like, hey, soon you're going to be living in a world where people just share your information and they they have a profile of you. And you're like, they'd be like, is this 1984, the book? Like, is it, like what yeah, is yes, this? Yes, for sure. But On I think steroids. now that we're in this world and we have to like deal with it, like that, I think that's caused a great deal of apathy because you don't really know like, 
like what do you do about the world like i mean i it, but then again i could see where like you were saying like what happened to people trying you have to almost have a po- you have to have a positive disposition first of all yeah. to try right and most of the people who i meet and talk to in a day don't have positive dispositions like they they feel like well i'm going to be doing this or something like this for the rest of my life. Right. And I'm just going to check out and die one day. I'll drink myself to death. Right. And, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, like, that's the I, vibe man. I get off of a lot of people. And I kind of get it. You know, you've been beaten down. You're probably on all kinds of antidepressants. And, yeah. You're heavily medicated. You're, you're heavily medicated. Everyone is. I see people are heavily medicated. Just talk, like, people just, <laughs> people think, like, eating pills is regular. <laughs> like, yeah. they're like, I had to, like, I had to do this to get through the day. Right, <laughs> right. I'm just like, whew. Like, I, on days where I think that I'm, like, messed up, I'm like, man, like, I wonder what it's like for somebody who, like, needs. They got, like, the Monday through Sunday. Yeah. You know, like, who like, needs it? Like, like one, what would yeah. happen if they, lo- like, didn't get a hold of their pills? Like, would they kill people? Is that, like, is that is that uh, what's going on? Is that why we have so many mass shootings? Because we have all these highly medicated people. How many times you hear mass shooter and uh, like antidepressant yeah. in the same in the same converse in the same report every time? I never heard it. They were like, "Yeah, that dude smoked a blunt, yeah. and then he went and just lit up the school." Yeah, that never school, happened. Yeah. Right. Never, they're like, he was on six different medications. Right. He had been talking to a psychologist. Like, like, like they have this whole profile of this person. I'm like, well. There's a whole lot of those types of people, obviously. Like, I mean, and everybody reacts differently to that medication. Yeah, some people, yeah. it probably does help. It some people, help. some people, it like makes them complete. Like you, you see the side effects, right? You ever see the commercials? The side effects are like Anal they're they're, they're taking an antidepressant, but the side effect is suicidal thoughts. Yeah, right, well, right. I mean, what what kind of antidepressant gives you a suicidal thought? <laughs> it didn't work. Dude. <laughs> you gotta call them. I love yeah, the, the, the flowers and roses, and like the families out in a picnic. You know. Like during the commercial where it's just like yeah. the happiest scene. Why is it tranquil? What's and, going on? and then like in the background, like uh Robert's saying, yeah, they see all the side effects. Yeah. And she's like walking through a daisy field and they're like, Yeah, it could cause uh, heart disease and uh, instant death. You know, instant death. Yeah. <laughs> she just Your down. arms could fall off and like she's just smiling. She's walking uh, holding the her yeah. husband's arms. Did yeah. you just Show just the, the arm. They should just show that lady just shitting herself. That's what they should show. Like the reality. Anal discharge is regular. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what? I mean, my biggest thing is like, what's the price we have to pay for convenience? Because that's what it is. I mean, a lot of the stuff nowadays, like with stuff being delivered to your home and being medicated. I mean, it, it's well. more convenient to give you antidepressants. Than to actually try to like work through problems. Yeah, and that's what that's what I'm starting to see. Like people just don't want to do maybe the mental work of it. And there and there's a price on your head. You know the the doctors getting kickbacks for giving those pills out. You know it's a it's a big it's just a big circle. It's just a big circle of of just depression and then somebody profiting off the depression and then there's more depression so we make more money and then oh my god we made this much money let's make up some other kind of disease so now we can make a pill for that and then we can profit off of that they said that like um what's the uh what's what's the oh viagra like erectile dysfunction isn't even a thing they a marketer came up with a with an idea and the pill was for blood pressure 
Yeah, that's all really. it really is. Yeah, it's just, and they, it's just for blood flow. That's yeah, all that and, it, and about. they came up with erectile dysfunction phrase huh. for that pill. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know, give... Erectile dysfunction. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder who was sitting around, and they were like, what should we call this one? Yeah. Or, like, he had his buddy over, Can't and he was get like... Hard. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I couldn't no. get hard last night for my wife. And he's like, oh, well, yeah. that's a good idea. <laughs> we, should, we should come up with something like that. Some sick people in the world, you know what I mean? I an old job. I, I worked for uh, Goodwill, and I worked for uh, kind of like the corporate office, kind of not. And... A lot of our stuff was marketing. And it was funny. I learned a lot from that in the aspect of like every store, every sign, every logo, everything you see is made for a reason. Yep. Like the other day, Sam, who we work with, mm-hmm. he was talking about, yeah, I went into Giant to grab a few things and left for the whole cart. And I told him, I was like, oh, dude, Giant got you good. They got it really good, good because they got the sales all at eye level. You know, they put the milk and the eggs in the back. Well, you got to walk through the whole store. It's like Walmart. They're always they changing. Are. They're always changing their stuff around. They're not doing it because they wanted to. They right. do it for a reason. Right. And, and he did that probably to free up time because realistically, like he's he's like, oh, I need some stuff. Right. I was gonna have to come back anyway, so anyway. let's just do it now. <laughs> you know, I think it's funny when that. Here's my idea of of a sale. Like when you go into a store and you see. You know, whatever you want to buy as for sale. I always wonder, like, let's say I own, uh, you know, Walmart, right? And I put something onto the shelf that I paid $3 for, right? And I, I put it on the shelf for, you know, 6 $7, right? And all I really want is, like, $4 from it, right? Well, I'll put it on at 7 and then market it as, like, oh, dude, this is a clearance sale. Right. And people would think, oh, I'm getting a great discount. When in all reality, you're paying what I wanted you to pay for it the sure. whole time. You know, and uh, people, people see sale or like, you know, buy one, get one free. And sometimes, you know, they're like, I got to take this opportunity. Yeah, right. Like Walmart, in a lifetime. Reason, Walmart has such a great uh, opportunity for themselves that they made because they have so much consumption. Like I used to work for a place and they made watering cans and like I saw the price that they bought the water. They sold the watering can to Walmart for, and I would see the watering can in the effort of Walmart. And I'm like, okay, well they're still making like at Walmart, even though it's really cheap, is still making a hundred percent profit right. and it's on clearance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so you know that like the reality of the situation is when it caused comes to the cost of living, who's in charge of the cost of living, right? you right. know, the, not the consumer, so people selling stuff to the consumer. So a question. So you work for Goodwill or you used to? I used to. Now, technically, I'm still on call. So when I first got hired on, this is kind of a long story, but I'll chop it up. When I first got, I got hired on as a cashier, I was like 18, 19, right? And I had a girlfriend at the time who needed a job. I was like, oh, babe, come work with me. Like, you know, come work with me. Working with you and living with you will be great. <laughs> you know, now again, yeah. young and dumb. And well. so we broke up and I got transferred to another Goodwill because I was like, well, I don't want to see her every day. You know, like, that'd be t- I don't really like this job to begin with. It'd be terrible <laughs> to walk in and see her. Well, funny thing, I got transferred to the other place and actually met someone who worked for the corporate office and we got to know each other. And I kind of like slowly moved up the ladder from that and I got a position. It was a MIT program. So it was like a manager in training mm-hmm. where you spent like a year and a half and you go through like the ins and outs of Goodwill and like you go through the financing aspect and the HR and the loss prevention and all that kind of stuff. And I learned a lot from that, honestly, from just like observing because you, you really don't understand 
what all goes into a business until you like literally see everything that goes now goodwill i love goodwill and the only problem i have with it is everything they make is basically profit everything because it's all donated goods right and (laughs) it's funny because it's like slightly bashing them but i've seen financial reports right financial statements right well they're making crazy amount of money now they do donate to charity and they do help people with disabilities i will i will say that but no one actually knows the actual amount that but, they're paying these people with disabilities, and that's the sad part: is they're really not paying. Are they nonprofit? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're labeled as a nonprofit, right? And you can get away with that when you're a nonprofit. And the CEO makes ridiculous oh, yeah. amounts of money. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. So, like, that's always my problem with the nonprofits, like that, because really, they're supposed to, a, a CEO is supposed to take the average is supposed to get a salary, which is the average salary of a CEO in that position or whatever position they own. Mm-hmm. But when you look at like things like Goodwill and Red Cross, which I hate, freaking hate, Red Cross, and uh, like other ones that are similar to that scenario, yeah. the CEOs are making like money we can't even dream of, right? But it's a nonprofit. It, the non the idea of a nonprofit is to do to help people, to help not people, to right. to make money off of people. Yeah, and yeah. It, it was really you know, I I can't really I forget I did see how much he made. It was absurd. It's absurd. Yeah, it's, oh, it was yeah. over five hundred grand a year. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's hard because <laughs> off of us giving them things. <laughs> like on the yeah right right on the outside world like you know they're <laughs> they're doing a good job and they are helping. But it's like people don't realize that, again, they're making 100% profit. I mean, these guys aren't. Well, they still have to pay you guys. Well, right. And they got to pay, pay their employees, their overhead, like that. Right, stuff, stuff like, like that. that. But I mean, compared to like a Target or Walmart right. where they're buying products to put on the shelves, I right. mean, they're making like a ridiculous amount of money. I, I still shop there. Oh, I, you know? I'm not saying I don't go to Goodwill because I do like Goodwill. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I bought my work clothes for my new job at Goodwill. Yeah. I spent like. 10 bucks and got four pairs of pants and like two shirts you know it's like i mean i'm still gonna go there right. but like i also know what's going you know like i realize what's going on which kind of annoys me so <laughs> yeah, you know so I, red I, cross is really I, my red cross is my one that's like yeah but you know that's the that's sort of the nature of the world i mean like somebody uh has to do people kind of wrong and do something that kind of looks publicly like yeah. good. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's just kind of what's, that's just the state of affairs. This is like, some people are, are really good at it. Like if, it's a genius idea. Like yeah, it, it is. Idea. I mean, imagine you know? like I bash Red Cross to people and they're like, look at me like, like I'm, a, like I'm a tyrant. Like, like I'm a crazy person. Like I'm evil. They help people. I'm like, well, you do realize that 90% of the, the the money that's donated to them goes to overhead. That means that that $40 million you saw that got donated to the hurricane relief, that means 10% of that, which is how much, $4 million got donated to what where it needs to go. <laughs> right, right. So I'm a tyrant. You're going to look at me like I'm crazy. Right. Uh, maybe you should uh, double check your facts and uh, look at the look at who's taking this money and where is it going. But right. they help people. Yeah. And then yeah. They, if you help people, then people assume that you are like benevolent. Like the, that's uh And I'm evil like for church. It's, it's similar to yeah. church. It's like, well, they, they hold, they hold drives and like, um, 
you know, they have like uh, great values and all kinds of stuff. And it's like, yes, that is one aspect. They do do those things. Mm -hmm. But there is the opposite side, you know, with something like church. Like, I mean, I didn't understand it until like I got like education about it. Because when I was going to church, like I was going to church until I was like maybe like 17. Well, I don't know. I probably stopped going to church, but I stopped being a Christian when I was like 18, 19. And that was really because I went to school and learned things. Right. <laughs> Actually, I didn't know anything. Like, I would just be at church like, oh, they're saying the same stuff. They never educated us about the history of the church or any of that kinds of stuff. So they were playing on our ignorance. Right, right. You didn't and know any better. I didn't know anything. You know what I mean? And I think that that's most people's cases. But if you try to like alleviate somebody of ignorance, you can piss them off. Oh, oh, right. Right. Like, oh right. I make people yeah. I'm getting people <laughs> angry all the time. <laughs> it can be really upsetting to learn something like new for some people if it upsets their paradigm. You know, I always my mom one time speaking of church, she asked me, you know, what, what's your yeah, again, she's a very low profile Christian. Yeah, she's very accepting of everything. But she asked me the one time, she was like, You know, what's your what's your you know, what's your problem with God? Like, what, what, you know, what did he do to you personally to like and you I told don't her no. Well, I told her I was like, not to be, you know, honestly, I think God's an asshole. And let me tell you why. Because here's some dude who's sitting in the heavens who's saying, Look, I want all you guys to worship me and sing to me. And do everything you can to please me. And if you do that perfectly, I will let you come to this fancy, you know, glorious place. But if you don't, oh, you're going to burn for the rest of your life for like eternity. And I feel like... Who does that? Well, yeah, who does that? And like how selfish, if you're like an all-loving God, how selfish of you to give people an ultimatum. And honestly, I think most of the Christians nowadays are only doing nice things because of the ultimatum. Because they know if that's, they don't do it, that's the consequence. If you don't give them a consequence, do you think those people would still be doing the things that they're doing? I'd say know? some of them would. Yeah, I think. But I'd say yeah. a large majority of them are just like, you know. We they, shouldn't lump them all together. Yeah, there is, yeah, there is, lump them all together there is some of them that would definitely still, do it, but there's a, a large portion that would not have that drive to do that. I, my whole thing, I think I've always just had an issue with, like, people feel, felt comfortable enough to personalize God. Like, they were like, first of all, God is, a like, this superhuman being or something. Like, he has a physical, like, they draw pictures of him. Like, yeah. that's God. He sits on a throne, and you walk on streets that are gold. And I'm like, these are physical things. Right, right. You're talking about physical things in a non-physical situation. Like, don't, how does that even make sense? Like, what do you got? Spirit gold? You got, like, right. it's spirit clouds and, like, what? You know, so to me, I think, I think it's just something that, like, people, they do sort of naturally, like, make up, like, their own spiritual systems. And I get it. Like, people have always seemed to done it, like, do it in some way. Yeah. But... This thing is different in that it has a physical <laughs> militarized identity in the world. Yeah. Like Christianity has spread through people dying. Like that's like that is that's that's a little that's that's uncomfortable to me. Like that's I mean now to somebody who doesn't know that 
they'll look at you crazy. Like yeah. if you're like, hey, you know that this isn't all what you think it's going. Oh, oh, well, that's because you the devil's inside. Right? You know? Yeah, you don't. <laughs> but really, it is you possessed. <laughs> Our perception of God is not maybe a perception that we gave him. You know what I mean? Like over thousands of years, like really it's a perception of something. Somebody wrote down a book of what they perceived to be true. You know what I mean? Like, so really in reality, what God really truly was at the beginning is different than what he is today. Oh yeah. Cause it changed through so many hands. Yeah. Like it's where... a, it's a, it's looking through how many people's eyes of right. how many different written down, how many different ways and how many different ideas and, and people within church argue about, how that happened right you know what i mean so it's like crazy right. thing to me because yeah, there's different levels of yeah, like christianity yeah there's all kinds you know <laughs> and then there's the catholic church and the whatever and then the Met, I, like there's so many different sectors and uh, i don't even Thousands know of yeah you know people who can't even get along <sighs> enough to say you know we can fellowship with each other right, right. <laughs> like, look we got to get out of here we're gonna build our own church i mean i sometimes think people are crazy you like, look if you are a person listening to the news it's gotta be a scary time to even go to church because you don't know what those priests are doing you right. don't even know so like i think it may be a scary place to be i don't know <laughs> is spread through that church undoubtedly that that church is a militarized entity is the Vatican. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that is yeah. what that is. So it's like, now you find out all this time later that not only have they been, like, killing people, but they've been covering up people doing stuff to kids. Right. So you're like, wait a second. A lot of people say, <laughs> like, I was talking to a guy the other day, and he was like, he was like, yeah, but the Bible, like, kind of said that this would, like, happen. And, that, and there is somewhat, like, that there would be, like, a false church that rises up and that that is actually the devil's church. So in his mind, this is all like the a Vatican. In his mind, in his mind, everything is happening like it's uh. all going according to plan. He, he was like, "I know Jesus is coming back soon." I'm like, you, "Like you believe? Like I don't know. Like I don't even know how, what does that even look like? Right, right. Like I always used to picture this when I was a kid because I was terrorized by this. I was like, "Man, what if like." It's how I stopped going, like, my insomnia started, because I, w- I would be like, man, I can't go to sleep, because, like, what if the world ends while I'm sleeping? Right. And that was a pathology in my head when I was a kid. So, I would think about it a lot, and I'd be like, what, does he, like, float, does he, like, float down on a cloud or something? Does he have, like, some horses? Wait, yeah, because they said he'd yeah, be on yeah, a horse. Yeah, four. He's well, going to be on a the horse. The four horsemen, they, isn't it? No, yeah. nah, there's the four horsemen, but he comes on his own. He has oh, his own steed. I see. <laughs> he rides I, it. Yeah, I think the beginning of, what is it? It's Genesis, right? Of when uh, the, or Revelation. No, Revelation. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, well, they talk about the Antichrist I read, coming first. I read Revelation when I was, like, a kid. I read it with um, Alex Knight. Uh, his Not him, but his brother, like, um... I, we read that when we were like 11 or something like that. And it had, and it, it changed kind of the way I looked at the world and that I, I was more afraid. And with him, with Dave, he ha- he already had like a little, like he, he, he's schizophrenic. And it took him in this other direction to the point where he was like walking around. Just, it was literally like one weekend we were trying to like find girls to hang out with. And the next weekend, he was carrying a Bible around everywhere, just like, on, like, but like, just 
he was gone. Right. It was weird. It was really strange. Changed that quick. Yeah, it's how quick it can change. You know, like Heather has an aunt that's kind of like that. Like she was fine, and then all of a sudden, like all just went religious. I call it religious crazy. Just like not like that your particular story, but like in her would always come to like events and like birthday parties and stuff, and then all of a sudden, just like never came. And like they found her. You know, she was in her house and like mumbling like bible verses yeah. and stuff and then they found it and then my my heather's grandpa went down to check on her and he didn't come back and like this was very un it was strange for him so uh heather's brother went down to check to see what was going on he was down there wrapped up in a rug <laughs> on the what? sofa what? yes i'm serious yeah. the, the, who, the, so, her, so her aunt did that her aunt did that which would have been her dad did that to her dad. Yeah, like, and was like mumbling all this stuff about Jeez. religion and stuff, and like, no, so he had to go in there and like, yeah, basically, crazy. like, not say, like, they weren't worried that she was gonna kill him or anything, but like, obviously, she had him rolled up in a rug well, and like yeah, something, something weird was going. Yeah. Rolled up in a rug, something. So like, I guess she's here. better now, but she still really doesn't leave the house very much, and like. You know, I feel like sometimes religion does that to people. It can yeah. make you very fearful of the world. Like, um, I remember, oh, Jesse, um, Jesse's sister-in-law. She got under the influence of like a cult leader, like very recently. Like the guy has a YouTube video and he's like sprouting off this. Uh, this like he's breaking down biblical words and stuff like that and so now like but like they're worried because like there's a part of it that has something to do with kind of like I don't know like not necessarily child sacrifice but like it was like something it's about like, suggestive. like it was suggestive of it oh wow she part has kids his, part, like, yeah like and, and we're like and she like you know, now she like won't talk to her sister anymore, and like oh eh, this weird stuff going on. I'm That's like, crazy. this is local. Like, this is local. Oh my god, this is very like this is like. I mean, I think I think she lived in like uh, towards Lidditz or somewhere like that. like this is local. But you gotta imagine that that kind of stuff probably happens every day. Yeah, I'm sure people join cults every day. Oh, uh, there's like a nudist colony. <laughs> you know where Maple Grove is? What is that? Maple Grove Raceway. Where is that? It's like out by like by Bowmansville and stuff. By Bowmansville, there's a nudist colony. There? There's one back there, but like they That's say, the like it's kind of a cult kind of thing. So like you know, it's a little weird. Like right. you hear strange stories of things that go on. My buddy lives. He lives out by there. And he said he's just like you. you you like it's just sometimes you hear stories and he's like you just can't even ma- you can't even make that stuff up. He like did you watch Wild Wild Country? No, but Joe Rogan's always talking about it. Uh, right. That documentary on Wild Wild Country. Yeah, it's, oh man, it's interesting. It's about um, that's the one where they go into the town. Yeah, they, yeah. they um, this dude Osho. He was like a spiritual leader in India. Like they moved to like what's the I forget what state they moved to. But they they pretty much took over a town somewhere in Pacific West, I think. They they took over a town like they moved people in. They moved they they started a program where they they, they moved homeless people in and, to their compound so what? that they could get a political sway on like the town. Yeah, and they took this town over. Really? Yeah, it was interesting. It's happened in the eighties. 
Like it, it's one of those things like I learned about and I was like, how didn't I know that this act like this happened actually in America? Right. Like, I was like, what? Like they took over a dude from India came to America so and ma- took a town over. So it makes you like, wonder what? how many times that's happened though. Because yeah. you didn't hear right? Dude, how many times could that even happen? Well, like if you find like three or four people who are, are lost or scared that's or all it takes. acceptance. Yep, absolutely. That's it. That, you know, and just you takes it. I mean, and we have that messiah complex where we're looking for somebody to lead us, as yeah. opposed to, you know, the, the, you know, and that's why I think you end up with presidents like we have, or people supporting presidents like right, we have. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people are looking for that person that's going to take us out of this, but it's yeah. not. A, there is no person that right. can do that. It's only the people. It's not like, yeah. it's not like there's this guy <laughs> and they keep looking for him. They're like, is it Jesus? Oh, is it Trump? Is you know, like they're looking for a person that has no ties to anybody in our, you know, realm. You, you, you're talking about people that don't associate with people like us. You know, yeah. like the, you, you're looking to them to want to to care for people, put their care their their needs before his. Mm-hmm. And he just, he's never grown up. He hasn't grown up like that. He's never been in those situations. He has never done that. You know, like, that's not going to happen. Anybody in that position craves power. Right. Anybody that craves power is not going to be that person. Right. Power is, like, his sustenance. Like, yeah. It's what he, like, you know what I mean? You learn to survive on those kinds of things when that's what you know, when, when you speak that language. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, Messiah Complex happens, I think, with everything. Like, yeah. I, I've seen it even happen in, like, the UFO alien community. Because, like, people feel, people are so desperate now. They feel like the world can't get right unless some aliens come down. Come like, down get your shit together. Like, right. <laughs> like, that's how, like, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're up there looking like, should we go down there? Because, like, they keep, they're just going to mess the planet up. Right. They're gonna be, there's going to be a holocaust, nuclear holocaust for a thousand years. We don't want to waste all that good land. Let's go down there and say some stuff to the people. All right. Oh, you. I was just. I was reading right before you got here. Trump wants to sell nuclear weapons to Saudi Arabia. Good. So that should go really well. Yeah, right. That should go really, really Let's well. Get it cracking. <laughs> I mean, Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> hey, you know, hey, what I mean, like listen, this thing can't, is not like. Unfortunately, I think. It's a sad thing. Like, it's it's weird. Because I, I, I'm, you know, when you have children, right? We're all fathers. I don't know what to say to my children about what the world is going to be. To be like, right. I have no yeah. clue. I, I, all I can do is like, <laughs> is, like, try to tell them, like, look, this is not what you think it is. Because as a kid... They they don't paint a a good picture no, of what no. life is. They're no. like, yeah, 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 I run around and uh, right. through tennis balls and stuff. Like <laughs> it's funny you say that because me and Megan were talking last night about Santa Claus. Oh yeah, and we were debating whether we want her to believe in Santa Claus or not. Mine don't. And it's it's hard. It's a hard conversation to have because. Like there's a part of us like we like seeing the enjoyment and the excitement. Yeah, we don't want to strip her of something. But then it's hard because you teach your kids this, and then you also teach you know don't lie, you know, and then and then they get to an age and you have to like tell them the reality of the situation. And it's like wow, so for all these years you've like lied to me about like 
that's, stuff like that. And that's, I don't know, that's hard. That started a real rift, like, with, like, one of the first times that I realized that my parents could create delusions. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just like, what? Yeah. Like, I've been believing this for, like, six years, and, like, you guys have just been letting me believe this. <laughs> the only reason why I found out is because I, on Christmas Eve, I had to take a shit, and I was sitting there, and I heard rustling downstairs, <laughs> and I'm like, let me get off this toilet yeah, and find right, out about what's going, what's going on. on. Let's find this Santa. Well, Go down there. They're taking toys out of bags and stuff. Right. I was like, I saw that bag last week. Like, it's, it's also it's, like a weird part of it, too, is you like don't want to. It's like you don't want to tell your kids because then they may tell other kids, kids yeah, that right, believe in it. Right. Yeah, I mean, so then you, you don't want to. Because kids are kids. Right. You don't want to ruin it for other kids. So you almost feel like you have to. Listen, it's dude, it's a weird thing. I don't want my daughter to think it's okay for some like overweight chubby man to be watching you while you're sleeping and sneak into the house and like give you little goodies if you're good. Or, you know, I mean, yeah. When you when you're an adult and you think about that, it's kind of like it's a little messed up. It's you very. Think a giant bunny is like hops in your house and hides eggs all around and stuff like that. And all of those little like little. It's weird. They just make stuff up to make life seem more interesting than it actually like, really like. You know what I mean? Like no. they're like, yeah, there's like a Santa, there's Easter Bunny, there's leprechauns, there's, <laughs> yeah. like they just make stuff up, Paint and then a good picture. then you get to a certain age, and you're like, all oh, these people are lying. Yeah, you mean like, yeah. I can't trust anybody. All these people lie. You know I mean? like, yeah. but it's a real education because that's the nature of the world. The world is kind of built on a lie. You know what I mean? Like there's a fundamental lie going on, and. We're in the, the she did a bracket at work and there's a bunch of people in it and she didn't know who to pick. So she gave it to me and I filled it out. I don't watch much college football or I mean college basketball. So I, I, I just started writing some stuff down in like two minutes and I picked Auburn to beat. You U- picked yeah. Oh, wow. To pick a UNC. That's a good <laughs> like my, my elite. I used to be a Tar Heel. I, be, I picked our elite eight. I think I got like six out of eight right. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I don't watch like I watch the NBA, but yeah. I don't watch college basketball that much. I don't have cable anymore. I don't that, either. That's why I don't have cable anymore. Does anyone have cable now? Uh, yeah, Is people that have cable. Thing? Do you have antenna? People definitely have cable. You have no, antenna. I just got Fire Stick. Yes, we have. If you get the antenna, you can still get uh, CBS, Fox. That's true. I and uh, we have antenna right here. It's like twenty nine dollars. I mean, no, I have like apps. Pretty much for the yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, for like ESPN and TNT. We have the just like using my mother in law's. Like, we have Hulu. We have cable. Netflix. Watch TV. It's expensive. It's yeah, too it much. Really it's ridiculous. Expensive. I refuse for to what? pay for it. Exactly. Like I used to. Descri- I remember back in the day before, like I was living by myself, and I'd be over at her <laughs> parents, my my wife's parents' house, and I just spend so much time scrolling through. Hundreds of hundreds, hundreds of, of stations. Yeah. Like, what am I doing with my life? Right. Like, what? Like, what? How do I have enough time? You know, when I think back on it, it's like, wow. Like, television is. It's informational, but at the same time, like the like the the, the negative side of it is kind of like crazy. <laughs> you know what's funny? I I think if um you know a hundred thousand years go by, I think our eyes will get bigger. I think our thumbs. We have more flexibility, <laughs> and I, I, I just think that like our ability to like 
you know, our fit, our yeah. right index finger will be like, you know, so dex, you know. It's it's yeah, but fly like around flapping our thumbs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you think, um, we probably won't even need a phone. They have chips. Yeah, you know, where no, you that's just happening look through your eyes. And Within the next twenty years, nice. they're not. They, they're going to have to figure out how to put phones inside people's hands. Yeah, <laughs> but in a hundred thousand years, I mean. Virtual reality is uh, like, but virtual reality, even the next twenty years, is yeah, is going to be like crazy. five years mind blowing. There's going to be a world full of stuff that you can't recognize. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like, Wait, what can you do? Yeah, I mean, think about like when I was in high school, we used a pager. Okay, yeah, like cool. that was like the cool thing when I was like a junior or senior. Pager. Oh no, like a hundred percent. Like it was a pager. I was like, I, I had a pager. pager. My buddy had a pager. We we're like, we were the man. We were like, yeah. yeah. When you had a pager back in the day, you thought you were a drug dealer. Well, now could you get like, could you get messages on a pager, or would it just? Well, you could do the cool thing that said when you put in the number said boobless and like on a on a calculator. Uh, okay. You know that was yeah, the cool thing to do. That was the funny goofy thing to do. But then like when I was. I think I was like graduated for a year yeah. or two. Then we had the the military block phone, cell oh, okay. phone, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. Was uh, huge. Answer. Yeah, and our then our like ten years later, now we have computers in our pockets. Right. After that, you know what I mean? Like it's crazy. That's what I mean. Like in five years, like I was I was listening to somebody the other day talk about this. In five years, you're legitimately not going to be able to recognize. Like they're no. going to be completely revolutionary type. of... I mean, artificial intelligence five years from now. Well, they have a robotics teaching, and uh, I think it's a career or something like that. They have actual, like, teaching these kids. Think about the job. Look at Elon Musk. He he just put, they're trying to do, um, take over, like, the trucking industry. Like they're gonna have uh, self, yeah, selfless trucking. So imagine that they they listen to Andrew Yang. No, no. They uh, they said that's one of the biggest jobs in America right now is, is transportation. Though. So Matt and a lot of those people are people that like uh, you know leave high school and they start you know that's, that's they don't really they have a lot of education that. past they, that. They drive that's truck. they drive truck. <laughs> Their dad drove truck. <laughs> Their dad drive, drove truck. Drive truck. You know what I mean? And now those jobs like no I, that's that's I, they're gonna be gone. All right, Andrew Yang is running for president. He as a oh Democrat. that's where I heard he was on. He was on. He was on Rogan. I gotta go back he, and listen to the I whole actually, thing. I actually thought about registering to vote to vote for him because he wants to implement a universal basic income. Pretty much everybody over the age of eighteen would get a thousand dollars a month. Really, I've, I've heard. Because I've he heard un- of this theory before. Well, he under he un- he's running on his running point. His main point is that. Like with the tr- a lot of he went to a lot of trucking communities yep. and things, and he was telling them, guys, look, because nobody is really cognizant of the fact that we're really this close from an automated work world. Right. Like when I when I'm at work, threading pipe, I'm I was telling Rico this the other day. I was like, Rico, I'm at work sometimes threading pipe, and I'm like, why isn't a robot doing this? Right. Like it doesn't make sense. Right, it, I, I'm a person. I get sick. I have to. Right. You know what I mean? I call off. You know what I mean? Like, right. You got one day insurance. there's there's gonna be something yep. that works all the time. Yeah, puts out all like, like crazy amount. Puts out sure. exact, precise, precision work that, like you said, He's, doesn't call off, doesn't take vacation. It's right. a no brainer. It, it, I mean, the job to get there and be a maintenance guy. Yeah, I mean that really? would be. I mean that's the job to last I, forever. Learn how to point, fix that right? stuff. To fix things. But but the thing is with Andrew Yang is he he said 
People don't understand that within the next six years, that 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 trucking like job loss is going to be a reality. Yep. And he said that realistically, he wouldn't be surprised if some dudes like got violent about it. Right. There's already like the they're already testing this stuff, and if it's happening to truckers, then what like what can, who who doesn't this affect? Right. Yeah. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen and then the, I think a lot of people are kind of short sighted. They're not seeing that this is this world is not actually coming, but it's here. Yeah. Because well, it, where are they all gonna go? That that's my always my my thing with that's Amazon. Like it, everybody wants to tell me when I say about Amazon, well, they're get they're creating all these jobs. I said, are, yeah, they may be creating these jobs right now, but you realize the tax money they're not paying, the tax money they're getting in returns, the job they got three billion dollars to make two headquarters in two different states. What do you think they're doing with that money? That's free money to them. Right. They're taking that money. They're investing in artificial intelligence. They're going to replace those people that they gave jobs to with machines that are going to do those jobs and we're paying for them to invest that money to take those jobs away so how much you're 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 paying for your own demise it looks good though and that's all you need it just needs to look good like it's then they can do whatever right and then what we're all gonna but even if that's why this universal basic income concept is becoming more important because it's like if without that if you think that things are out of control right now right. violently, It'll get worse. Things will get insane. I don't think that would do any. I don't think a thousand dollars a month does anything for it, it, anybody that doesn't have it, any other income. Right. I think. I think it will. It might. It might. Of course, it's a band aid. It's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. But at the same time, it's something. As opposed to this is true. This Somebody, you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. people sometimes do criminal things when they see people they love suffer or something like that. Yes. Or like when you can't feed your kids or something. Right. Like, but right. I feel like, you know, $1,000, you know, you should be able to get a hamburger for your kid or something and not rob somebody. Well, who, <laughs> like, who all qualifies for that? Like, would every single Everybody person... over 18. See, my, see, that's my, fair, my concern with this whole thing is... I and get that too. Yeah. My, my concern is that creates problems with inflation. Because now, like, the, okay, the, the landlord say, oh, you're getting $1,000 a month right. for nothing? Okay, well, I'm just going to make that house you rent $500 more. You can afford it. You got $1,000. Right. So now you got to have more regulation and more enforcement from the government. Right. You know what I mean? Like, now we're getting more government put on us because now they're giving you something. I'm not saying that it's not right. I'm just saying that. Part of the reason we're in this situation is because of cost of living. Yeah. If um, if, if you're a dishwasher, uh, and let's say you just maybe you just you know it's like the kid across the street. He works at Martin's. He has Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Okay, he he. I have the mo. I love that kid. He yeah. says hello. He says thank you for shopping. He's there every night when I go over there. But what's that kid gonna do? He's never gonna be more than. You know what I mean? He's not going to be more than the guy putting the carts in. And right? that guy's, yeah, but that's the, they're going to have robots doing that. Well, robots yeah. But, so now, <laughs> how do we, the cost, but he needs to be able to afford to live on that. So we need to affect the cost of living less than the wages. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's like the minimum wage argument. I always 
I'm like torn with that one too because everybody wants higher minimum wage, which I understand a hundred percent. But you give McDonald's, tell McDonald's they got to charge, you got to pay the cashier fifteen dollars an hour, right. right? But so now you're you're doing your job, which is is a skilled job. You, so now you're no, getting, are you getting, are you getting, <laughs> you getting a seven dollar an hour raise? Well. At your work, yeah. no, because but now it affects the cost of living. Right. So what's what what's McDonald's reaction? McDonald's reaction is says, "What's the first thing that happens?" All of a sudden, you see kiosks in McDonald's because they <laughs> right. see the future coming. Man, that has to be coming. McDonald's or, workers know they got it. You know, know I mean, it's, well, there's no dollar menu anymore. Or Walmart yeah. has Walmart has twenty self checkouts as opposed to five as opposed to twenty cashiers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's. I don't know how you fix it. I don't know what the yeah, answer is. That's the thing. But like, I don't know how to fix it. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's fair either because it's funny. My my mom's story. My brother wants to get a job at Target. Why? Because they're starting their employees out at fifteen an hour now. Mm-hmm. That's like the new thing. Target uh, is in this yeah, area. I, I target, okay. Well, I think just like you know, all targets. All targets. Okay. Right? Which I was like, well, that's so unfair because here here's me at my job busting <laughs> my ass and like, a, you know, not saying that's not a real job. But, like, I might as well just quit my job and go work at Target, you know, and do minimal work for almost the same amount of money. That's almost right? the reality, though. I mean, that's, that's the reality. I mean, to me, the jobs of the future are the trade jobs. Yeah. Because, like, I, so I paint cars. Okay. I, I just, I, in the place I work at, I don't see how you get a robot in there painting cars. I, I mean, I don't know, man. They maybe heart surgery. The, the, this is like, true. There's yeah, robots do. doing heart surgery. Yeah, maybe right you're now. right. I don't know, but, like,. <laughs> If you think, if you, I if guess you, anything that is, uh, uh, any job that you can do, there is going to be a robot in five years who can do what you do better, longer, Faster, and look yeah. at what, what's happened with, we talk about jobs going overseas. Yeah. Jobs going, yeah. The, this is, they don't even have to Inside go. the borders. This is inside the borders. Inside this the borders. Is, this is a legion of robots. This is my suggestion. This is not financial advice. This is my suggestion. <laughs> Find a company that is doing artificial intelligence. Get a stockbroker and put every $5 you have to spare in those companies. Right. That's a Be- great, that's a, that's because a, that is how you're going to survive at some point. I need to or investing in Robin, Robin Hood. Invest in uh, <laughs> cryptocurrencies also. But yeah. you know, that's a whole other subject. <laughs> but that that's that's what I'm gonna do because that is the that's the future to me. The future, and so like, it's, it's, it's even think present. think about the people that thought about that knew Apple were coming. That having similar conversations like this about computers before computers were there, they knew they were coming, right? So like, and the general population was still kind of like, eh, yeah, like, whatever. But if they would have just took hundred dollars and invested in Apple. In that, right? Or in whatever, you know, whatever computers you want to say. And in the 70s, they invested in that. Now it's worth like, I don't know how much their stock's worth, but if they would have bought 2,000 shares of that back then, yeah. they'd be sitting pretty. I need, yeah, I need to make some, some investments. So, it's the, like I said, not financial advice, but just like kind of think that's, about it. That's good advice, though. Not advice. Well, here's what <laughs> scares me. I thought. Like... Nowadays, people are hacking into stuff. Well, if everything's robots, I mean, imagine. Oh, yeah. Security, I think security is going to be gone. Like, there's really, I mean, if you can hack into, like, government facilities at this point, 
if U.S. pipe is run by machines, I could hack into U.S. pipe and make them make, you know, all really, the pipe. Yeah, yeah. Really, the reality of the jobs are computer programming, coding, stuff like that. That's really the future. <laughs> but they were starting to say that <coughs> they're even finding that, like, there's artificial intelligence that's like getting good at coding. But that's scary. Yeah. Like, like now they're gonna code themselves and like learning. Like I and mean, what if the whole situation is scary because the Terminator they don't know just what's gonna happen. We we see Terminator because, like we said with movies, we're movies keep are Arnold Schwarzenegger alive. Just in case. movies, yeah, mo- movies <laughs> pro, yeah. We need him one more movie. Yeah, <laughs> they'll make a clone of Arnold. Yeah. But a bunch of clones. but we need movies. To like like movies show us how what what we think like it, it's like the cultural zeitgeist it's like hey like a long time ago when computers probably first came out somebody probably extrapolated that idea and was like oh what's this gonna look like in 40 years or yeah. 50 years yeah and then like oh they're gonna there's gonna be terminators walking around killing people because right. the, they're gonna take us over because there's a part of us that feels like guilty like we man somewhat thinks that he is the virus of this planet and almost feels like there needs to be something kind of transcendent to come in to get rid of him as the issue because he understands what he does in the world like men are like men understand that we pollute and that we, we destroy rainforests and stuff like that so there's, there is. I feel like it's sort of like, like a self, self, like a self, a self, a self, like a self-destructive like mechanism in people. That's like somebody has to figure out how to get this under control because people don't seem to to know how to do it. And that's what showed up in the movies. That's why you got the Matrix and why you got Terminator and all anything that has I, to do with. One of the, the strange, human whenever the strangest thing that I've seen in a long time was that podcast with Joe Rogan and. Uh, elon musk to this day like that thing i still don't like the way he was talking and like the stuff they were talking about are you sure he wasn't a robot at the time that's what i'm saying (laughs) i mean like listen we were joking around i was like now listen i know it's a little weird but we watch american idol so i'm just you know whatever i'm always amazed by people that can sing because i suck at singing so and uh and like this one girl like she's singing and like it's just like, and the way she was acting and her, her like, just the way she was like moving and stuff. I'm just like that. That girl is like a robot. Like, look at her the way. And like, I wasn't the only one in the house saying it, so I, I know I wasn't the, I wasn't <laughs> perceiving yeah, things. Right. You know. my, my wife said the same thing, so like, I, I'm good. I, you know, but yeah, I was like, it was not just me, right? Like, and she was just. It was just the strangest things, and like, it makes me wonder all the time. Like, are they not already maybe with us? Right walking around because that elon musk thing was very like it, it was it, it was weird it was weird it was gonna, weird i haven't watched that i have to go over and check yeah oh that it was good why, yeah. and and see, don't just like listening to it is one thing but watching him yeah you have to watch, watch it him. if you watch him there's certain weird things it's just like, it's just like he, but then again i mean that might just be like i mean uh, did, did he blink or like no it's just he, he blinks <laughs> but he's his he, he has robotic type answers and okay. movements at times i mean if somebody's gonna be a have a, uh, a robot clone of themselves it's it gonna be, be him right. you know what i mean if there was anyone like who knows he's like on some island somewhere right. it's like joe Martini. rogan uh, i just send my clone to do that one <laughs> how's he gonna get through 
TSA. He's made of metal. He's made of metal. Yeah. Right. Well, he has clearance. Yeah, Come on, yeah, let's yeah, get yeah, it right. Because yeah. you know, if he's he, flies in on a private jet, yeah, he does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's sending rockets to, to space. He yeah, got his own a car to space. Yeah. <laughs> Did you so, ever see that? The, the car he sent to space no. with a Oh, with man. How, but it looks they so used, fake. They used to have... The, they, I used to watch it on YouTube. They'd have the live stream really? where, where, of just like this 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 car in space orbiting. Yeah, it's weird. Oh. But it looked That's fake space, to me. Right now, yeah. The car orbiting the planet. Like, <laughs> For what know. purpose? Just, just, just be because he... Just, he just, it, I felt like it was Elon Musk. Like, hey, I, you don't got to be just NASA to go to space. Like, I, I can go to space, man. Like, they're trying to that SpaceX. Like, they're trying to do some some stuff. I think they're trying to go to Mars. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has a plan to, to, to try try and go to Mars in a certain year or something like that. About damn time, though. Well, so the the, 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 the guy too, <laughs> the guy from uh, what's the guy that owned the uh. The cell phone. Oh, Virgin. Oh, yeah, uh, Branson. Branson. Yeah. He's trying to do it too. I think. Yeah, I would be. Uh, yeah. I imagine. Can you imagine how many people, like, secretly on the planet right now, are seriously trying to get this to space? Right. There's probably all kinds of like yeah, people, little, little underground like, projects. Uh, but I've been like hearing that. some like straight weird arguments lately. Like, some people don't even think space exists. <laughs> yeah, really? yeah. I you hear those? That, like, that the moon landing was like Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, well, no, like just that space. Space in itself doesn't yeah. exist. That it's like some sort of like like the Truman Show. Like, it's just know, like that, like yeah, painted cool. like. But you just get to a point at the clouds, yeah, just, like, hit a wall. yeah, something <laughs> like <laughs> people are faking it. They yep. got into space. Nah, I can't believe no, I can't. Believe I can't believe that like one that. either. There's too much evidence. But that's the thing about yeah. But it's evidence from who? Well, true. true. <laughs> <We're, that's, laughs> this, is, this is the nature of truth in this time. Truth is true. Like it is a speculative concept because all what the way people go about trying to prove something is they believe something and then they find a set of data to match yep. what they're trying to say. But somebody can do that on the opposite end of the spectrum and say, well, this doctor said this too. Right. And next thing you know, like, unless you're going to sit and have, like, <laughs> like a real, like, um, experiment or right. something like you're that. No, really. It's you like, really don't know. It's like the vaccination like, arguments. Yeah. Like, all the, a lot of the doctors that, whether you're for it or against it, how many of those tests and that they, they, prove their arguments with were funded by the pharmaceutical companies yeah you know what i mean you don't know that but then you find it out two years later that yeah such and such uh test was funded by x pharmaceutical company right. that has the vaccination that you're taking you know what i mean it's like how, which what is the really in reality what is the truth the part that pisses yeah. me off about like because like i didn't i hadn't watched that vaxxed like that, you ever see that? It's a documentary called Vaxxed, mm. and it's about people who've had vaccine injured children and things like that. And um, there's actually like a, a YouTube channel. He has a YouTube channel where he details all these people. And I started seeing, I was just like, how do people have such like people just like they want to call these people just freaks pretty much because they're these people said, hey. I took my child to get a vaccine and now they don't talk. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but, not, but people would be like, 
somehow, like, what is wrong? Like, why would you villainize a mother or a father who's just gone through something right. of that magnitude? Like, why He's would like trying to find an answer? They're trying to find an answer, and they're yeah. tra- and they're saying, "Look, all I know, like, this." Woman, they're like, coming from good intentions. Right, this, yeah, right. this this lady was just like she's like I. She, she told this story on the documentary where she said she took her son and her daughter. I, I'm not sure if they were twins, but they were close to the doctor at the same time. Something happened where they gave her son the, the vaccine and something happened. And I forget what happened. And she was upset and she ended up leaving and her daughter didn't get the vaccine. And her son hasn't. She was like, I took a different child into yep. the doctor and he's never been the same. And now he's like 16, 17 or something. Wow. And he can't talk. He can't funk like he can't function. Right. And and so when people are like, Well, how, why would you why would you even why why would you not consider like cause that's that's a real thing. Like when you have kids, you're like, wait a second. It's possible I could take my child. And they can inject my child with something that's supposed to prevent and then could end up. And then my yeah, child is like, mentally handicapped for the rest of life. So wh- like, that's what are we wild. preventing? Like measles. What are we preventing? What, is it is it something life threatening? Measles kids yeah. just walking like, around. Well, in New York right now, they're literally telling some people. My they, wife was telling me they can't yeah. bring you're not allowed to come out in public unless you're vaccinated. Really? So it, I forget because exactly there's a measles. It's, 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 I think it's in New York, right? It's, it's in New York. It's a town yeah. in New York. How are they proving that? Well, you have to. I guess you, I'm assuming you, you have to have your vaccination you have records, to have papers and stuff. So you got to walk around with these papers yeah. in your pocket. Exactly. That's crazy. That so, crazy. like, okay, how many people have ever died from measles? I saw a stat the other day. Who's the last person you know had measles. Right. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> ever died from measles. Okay. How now? I like we talked about. This is something that I I believe in. No vaccinations. So of course yeah. I trend towards believing this. No vaccinations, zero deaths from measles. It was like four hundred sixty-five deaths from people that got the vaccination. Really, people with who got vaccinated, you can get vaccinated and then give that give it to people. Yeah, you <laughs> get you get it. You're getting the disease. <laughs> yeah, right. You're getting the disease. It put into your body. Like this, is, like logically, it's, that doesn't even make sense weakened, to me. It's a weakened form. Well, like, yeah, I, like, yeah. And it's, it's funny, a weakened form. I was form. just listening to a podcast the other day about it. Like they were, because they were really like, it was, it was called conspiracy theories. That was the name <laughs> of it. But they, they, they said we're not conspiracy theorists. We're pretty much just trying to like talk about conspiracy theories and see if there's any like veracity to it. So on there, they were like given, they detailed the entire history of vaccines, and like I kind of like I. I I guess I get the theory is like, all right, we weaken the we weaken the disease, and then we figure out how to put it in your body. At one point in time, it was a sugar cube. That's how they did it. Really? Yeah. But what do you mean? They, like, like they would put it in a sugar cube. The vaccine. The, 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 that's how, that the, how people would become, I guess, uh, inoculated or whatever. Like, uh, okay, like okay. instead would, of giving them a shot. Of a shot. Gotcha, it gotcha. Sugar, sugar it was like a sugar cube. cube. So there was like these two scientists who were like at war with each other like not at war but they were in competition they were trying to like be the first one to find i forget exactly what the vaccine was for but like you start to find out like yeah like there's always as long as there's been vaccines people have questioned because 
they have they always have adverse effects, and mm. then they're like, well, they well that's not as like we're, we're we're saving people, and I mean, I don't know, maybe you did save some people, but I, that still isn't enough evidence for me to just be like, oh, well, it's cool, try that on my kid. Right, right. <laughs> you know I, mean? I like, feel just, like, like it's almost like vaccinations are experiments on people. It, yeah. That's it, what I feel like sometimes. Experiments happen here. There's plenty yeah. of detailed uh, evidence of times where like governmental people have done experiments so, on the people. So like, I, I have a question. How, how how many times have you had the flu vaccination? I've never got the flu. Vaccine. How many times have you had the flu? I've never had the flu. How many times? Had the flu either. Ever had, had been, the flu. been vaccinated? Mike, Mike, uh, the, the the big Mike, yeah. uh, Mike. He, I heard at work. He, I heard him say, uh, as Rico said the same thing. Said the only time they ever got the flu is when they got the shot. Exactly. Yeah. I haven't had what? the vaccination in in twenty of... years, and I probably had the flu twice in those twenty years. And I'm assuming it's the I've flu. Never had the you flu. know. Now, I usually, I mean... You so, know, that's a pretty gonna... high percentage for just between the three of us of not, you know what I mean, of the of the counter-argument to the vaccine. How often do you guys get sick? I don't get sick very often. See, neither do I. And I don't know if that's just because, like, we have, like, a built-up immune system. I well, I, I think it is because my wife's a nurse okay. and I got kids. So, I've, I'm a believer of they're bringing germs home, which builds up my immune system. I believe that. Like, last week... I start. I felt sick. Like I, I felt like ache. My legs were feeling achy. I felt sick. So I, I take this other stuff. It's called C sixty, and oh, it's you get Mike to make it for you. No, I was the one that got Mike into it. No, yeah, but I know. Mike oh, said he didn't. He, he going to start making it. No, he it. just bought a bunch of it because no, he was supposed good. to start making it, and then he never yeah, did because yeah, yeah. I was going to buy it from him. Anyways, uh, so that's like I take it every day. It's it doesn't. It's more about cell re- regeneration and stuff like that. Okay, and but. I start feeling sick, so I started. I bought a. I had a bottle of vitamin C, and I've been listening to a lot of stuff about vitamin C and like cancer and stuff. So I started taking the I vitamin, vitamin C. C yeah. Do you take it yeah. every day? The, no, but I need to take it more. Like, I've been taking like two thousand. Do take it like I do try to like. And, I got like, I mean, they don't even taste. They taste kind of good, you know. It's not a big deal. And I start taking it. Mine is a powder. It's in a powder form. Ah, uh, yeah, mine's I just see, like a chewable pill. Yeah, and I, I and I fought it off. Just you know, I didn't get sick, but I, I could. You, you can tell when you're getting sick. You like your legs get ache. It's it's not sore. It's achy. You know what I, I mean? When I start to feel that, like I get sick so little that I like when I start to feel it, I don't even worry anymore. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, well, all right, well, this should be. Cool. Now, the only thing about kid? not getting sick very often is when I when I do get sick, it's usually pretty bad. Like I get sick once a year, maybe, but when I do get sick, it's usually it's pretty, pretty rough. Now, do you, do you medicate? Like when you're sick, do you take? No, I don't. I hate don't pills. Take I'll take ibuprofen, but something like, like that, a, like a Nyquil to sleep. No, I don't like that. I don't take any. I've taken like uh, I've gone to the doctor for my knee was bad, and gone doctor and taken like I took a. Uh, What's that, Vicodin or whatever? Or Oxycontin or oh, something? No. I took one of those one time. Oh, my yeah. God. I was so out of it. The kids were, you know, like, I was like, did you ever see that, that movie? Uh, it has um, Tom Cruise and it's about aliens. 
uh, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. Yeah. Like I was watching that while I, after I took the medicine. I'm like pretend shooting at the aliens <laughs> and stuff. Like I was like, um, okay. Yeah, I saw. I had a conversation with the dog for like an hour in the bed. Really? I'm like, okay. I'm not taking this. I, and I haven't really taken. I don't remember the last time I took it, but I don't think yeah. I've taken it since. Like I don't like any of that stuff. Like I don't really know what I'm putting in my body. Right, right. You know, I'm not like about taking that stuff. See, yeah, that's the thing. Like. I think what put me off of like I don't take like any like yeah. I don't take anything and that's only I think I I got a negative view of like pills and stuff because my friends were Just pills like seeing like, people yeah. my yeah. friends were Use pill them. fiends like they had they carried pill crushers around so they could go in bathrooms and snort it yeah. it's like <laughs> no like I don't I didn't want any part of that sitting there talking to people nodding out and stuff right. like it was like I I think. Um, having that, like, being around the drug culture, like, put me off of a lot, a they lot just, of They just, but drugs. they just give it away too. They give it so easy. You, uh, you don't yeah. feel good here. Here, take sure, some, take, take some uh, Vicodin or take some, like, you know, whatever. You know, they, they just, just act like you. That can't change the entire trajectory of your life. But like, there's so many. <laughs> I know so many people who are in rehab or getting out of rehab. Right. When, when we had Dean on, you know what yeah. I mean, like. I, I know for there's so many. I already got an apartment. He did. He did. He Good did. for him. Um. Yeah. I've been meeting. I gotta. I gotta talk to him. Um. But yeah, like, it's it's there, a it's an epidemic. It's weird. Well, that's why I, when I hear things like president says we have a, a a national emergency at the southern border, I'm like. I think we have national emergencies inside our borders. Yeah. We have pharmaceutical companies giving drugging a whole nation. We got Baltimore and stuff. Yeah, we got Baltimore. <laughs> we got Flint, Michigan that can't even get you real got, water. They don't yeah. even have clean. What kind of? But thing? we have national emergency Crazy. at the border. Right, right. I thought I tweeted I tweeted Elon Musk the one time. I was like, seeing like that you're like the the sitting. Like superhero, like yeah. <laughs> like you seem to be able to change a lot of stuff. It's like you don't want to do something about these people's water. Like you right. know I mean, you want to build a, you want to change the uh, L.A. traffic, but, but these people need right. water, dude. Like, and and you notice how that story just went away. It's, it's still, still going on. It's still right happening. Now. I had a conversation with somebody, and I was saying the same thing about the national emergency because we were talking about, you know, I I, I have very s- small lanes i drive in when i have conversations with people unfortunately but usually as when we have conversations about anything to do with you know the trump like the wall stuff i'm like okay these other things that we have going on why are they not more important than right. this what's, what's so he's like well, what do you mean they didn't fix the thing in flint michigan no the story just went away in the news it's still there I'm like oh like knows. people don't realize <laughs> like the, the news goes away and it's they out think, of the news, they the and they think it's yeah. they think it's fixed. They th- yeah. Once they stop reporting, they're like, "Oh, they fixed it." it. Fixed right, it. Right. It's gotta, the, they gotta be fixed. The news fixed it with just making <laughs> it go away. There was I knew it was messed up when like a couple months after, like it was like on the news everywhere, and it was a national like news piece. Like I was on Twitter, and this dude uh, who lives in Flint. Um, he took a video of a line of people who, like, were in, like, it was a video of people who were in line to get water. I was going to say, I think I seen a photo of that. Yeah. His had a video, and there was, like, this line was ridiculous. And I was like, wait, this is just for water? Yeah. In America, that happens. That happens. Tell me we're 
Tell me we're not in like a, a Great Depression scenario. What kind of situation? Yeah. Like, how do you even? How do you claim to be a leader of a country and know that that's happening and not approach it? Well, have, like, that's weird. Have like, sections of the country where people just don't care about. They just feel like, oh, well, those people are disposable. The same thing with the people. Like that's yeah. people feel like lower class people are disposable, and that that that. That's one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard. That's what how we get to the tier two tier like criminal justice thing. It's like that Jesse. Do you see the guy from Empire, the Jesse oh, Smollett Jesse thing? Jesse Smollett. What happened with him? I know he got the uh, all the charges all, just gone. Dropped. Oh, he like fake. He which what is worse, a hate crime or he faked or a fake crime. faking of a hate cri- hate crime? The faking of a hate crime to me is more like like well actually, I mean neither one is good. They're equal. They're equal to me. <laughs> like I mean neither. one is horrible but the other one is is horrible in a in a in a deceptive manner. Right. Okay. Yeah you know I mean like he it was yeah I don't know. That's but, but, I mean and sadly then we have somebody come out and say, well, we should investigate that. Well, yeah, we, you know what? That's that's a messed up thing. But really, there's far bigger fish that have that get away with Damn far bigger things. Right, right. uh, <laughs> did you ever hear the guy, Jess, Jeffrey Epstein? Uh, that? That's the guy that he is the, they, they call it, he has the Lolita Express. The Lolita Express is an island. That's off the coast of Florida or somewhere, and he basically flies people to this. His it's, he owns the island. He flies people to the island, and he was bu- busted for sex trafficking kids, girls from twelve to like fifteen years old. So he got, had fifty counts of sex trafficking. So he ha- he was flying like supposedly well known uh, political officials that were on this his own personal airplane, flying them to this island, and they were they were getting. Whatever particular thing they wanted, so he got fifty. He got charged, and he got charged and prosecuted for fifty counts of sex trafficking. So you imagine that would be a pretty big deal. His sense, his sentence was, he has to be in. He has he's in jail, but he's allowed to leave six days a week for twelve hours a day. And go to work wow. at his office, but he has to be in jail on Sunday. Oh wait, oh, he's, oh, he's, he's got to be. Yeah, but wait, yeah, yeah. But, no, but, but wait, he's not even. He has his own private cell in the jail. Of course, dude has money, man. Uh, so no, well, the que- he has money, but the question is, is who's on the list that was flying to the island? Oh yeah, that's yeah. the real question because there's like, all, I mean, it comes to like all kinds of other things that I think that that's the other part. Of like what's always kind of like bothered me about religion. I felt like definitely Christianity is that they that through a large act of sexual repression, they've made a dangerous sexual environment in the world to the point where it's like, you know, they're like, oh, well, you shouldn't have these thoughts. And then you have people trying to be quote unquote good people. And they're like, oh, well, let's just put our dirty na- our dirty thoughts aside and stuff. And then they put it away, and then it sits somewhere, and it festers. And then now they're like, oh, well, that guy, he was raping kids. Why, 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 why did that have to happen? Right. That had to happen because there's some, somebody had, you know, not to say that, uh, like, I just don't believe that it's, 
I don't believe that you do that um, when you are sexually satisfied. Right, right. It's not like a random act or anything. You think it's something like yeah. Like I think uh, get this. This not like I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe, who knows? Maybe some stuff. Maybe they. You can't oppress things cult-like. like that. Yeah. They're very cult like, so you don't know if they're like maybe you bang kids and right. you get the powers of the young like. Oh man! Right, right. I can imagine that kind of yeah, I'm sure. But still, like, just the overall environment, like, the fact that grown people are still still weird about sex, and like, when you hear like stuff, and you're just like, you you get kitty, like, you get like a kid, and you're like, oh, you said, dude, you know, it's weird. Yeah, it's really strange. It is, and you can, like you said, and uh, like you said the other day, like. Uh, at work, like you're uh, just in this environment of like horny, have horny, yeah, horny yeah. We're just a bunch of like, like 20, 20 horny dudes, yeah. Which we were talking too. It's it's funny how like how you know that that little thing like that can just. I mean, we'll do anything. I mean, you'll see you know a chick on TV who's like drinking a Pepsi and she'll like pour it down her chest and like a, a guy would be like, oh wow. Good. I'm gonna go out and buy some Pepsi now, and uh, why is most marketing pointed yeah. towards that? Well, because right. that's awesome. you know, I mean, <laughs> I heard um um the guy who was like uh, the co-creator of the Chappelle show, his name's Neil Brennan. Um, he's a comedian, and um, I was just listening to him the other day, and he he's coming out. I don't know if it started already, but he was coming out with this tour called the Here We Go Tour. And he was, and they were uh, like on the show. They were like, um, first of all, this was on Ear to Stretch and Bobito. Like they they used to do like um, like a hip hop show. They did like the first real like hip hop show in New York City. It like came on at like twelve one in the morning. But like all kinds of like the, some of the greatest rappers would go here, and event now they have another show, but. He was on this show, and um, I guess, like, he was saying, like, he was calling it the Here We Go Tour because he said, he's like, he, he wanted to talk about men's thoughts on how a situation can become sexual. Like, right. he's, like, we'll be at a, he's like, we'll be in a hotel room. He's like, we'll hear, like, a knock on the door, and, like... We'll think something like it might be a girl. He's like, here we go. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. like, 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 some like he, lonely maid or something. Yeah, he yeah. wanted to explore that concept in in like the male mind, yeah. like because that's a reality. Like we're kind of we are conditioned to be certain ways. Yeah, you know, like there is a natural sexuality, but then there's like a hypersexuality that comes through, like media and stuff like that that makes you into um i don't know sometimes to do some stupid stuff (laughs) it seems like that's more in america a lot you know other countries a little more no no? because like the japanese like they seem like some very like reserved people but like they got i'm sure they got some crazy they got crazy stuff they make cartoons about sex you know what i mean like that's what i'm saying like other countries are are different Oh yeah, we're weird about it. Yeah, we're strange. We're we're, we're really like, which is weird. In Japan, they have like a, they have like a demographics problem. Like, there's a lot of young, old people and not very many young people. <laughs> yeah, right? So it's kind of strange, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, you might need that. Like, well, I know, but I'm just saying they got a problem. 
I listened I listened the other day to um a girl who was like she was some sort of I think she was some sort of professor and she was doing a project where she went into a brothel and lived as a prostitute. And like and she detailed like she right. was So this she, is a professor from and, a college and, and presented this to like well I don't actually. I don't know if she was a. I think she was a student, and that was her project. And, but okay. she's like, I got this approved by for my professors and project. stuff like that. But she like she got into it, and like she was saying, like, right now they're talking about well, there's a lot of human trafficking going on and stuff. But at the same time, there's a lot of women who it's a no brainer. Yeah. It's a no brain like it's like if you can like work your way like around like the personal parts of it and stuff like that and if you if you're not looking at sex like oh this is a something that happens between two people who right. love In each love, other right. dearly and stuff right. like that like once you get past that part as a woman in this world like it makes sense you know you'd be like hmm, well I do ha- I'm sitting on something <laughs> that might that might be very. Um, very uh Very, lucrative <laughs> you know you know it's, it's funny uh i read an article once that stated that humans and dolphins are the only species on the planet who have sex for pleasure yeah and that all the other species they do it out of like necessity whether they're trying to like breed or or they're trying to like release you know like like when a cat's in heat right like what i read is that when a cat's in heat she's she or he they're not trying to like have sex for pleasure they're trying to get get rid of whatever is like quote unquote like bad so it's, so it's like a cleansing kind of yeah it's funny to think that like uh, you know the, you know the rest of the whole species on the planet is doing it for like a purpose and we're just going around so then i wonder how that affects a cat or a dog when you when you get them spayed well, well i don't uh, oh i don't know <laughs> you know what i mean because yeah. if it's a natural thing right you know what i mean like a natural process does right. that affect I, I, them in some weird way I, I mean, it's I mean, like declawing they say declawing is I guess for a long time they felt like declawing was a good thing, but now it like actually they think it drives the cat insane when you declaw. I don't know who still declaws cats, but we have a cat. She's not declawed. I mean, but there's a lot of like once uh, I was watching this thing, um, this documentary, it's called American Circumcision. And that's where they really got into the idea of like why people circumcise in the first place. And make you really think about the fact that it is a strange thing. Yeah. Regardless of right. what you, like, you know. But they were saying that up until the 80s, the medical field wasn't sure if babies felt pain. Like, they weren't, in, until the 80s. That's weird to think, yeah, that's like weird to think about. Right? Huh. Until the 80s, they didn't even, like, they weren't even sure. They, they were, so, the, so they were saying, like, oh, well, it's not going to really hurt him, you know. <laughs> what? You just cut his dick off. Uh. What are you talking about? <laughs> not, 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 not the whole thing, but you, like, you really just, like, right. like, for, for my son, that was the number one thing I was thinking. I was like, listen, I'm, I'm, if he wants to do that someday, if he wants to come, uh, you know, if he wants to get older and be like, all right, I'm not, I, I don't want this extra stuff extra anymore. Stuff, right? yeah. You know, if you want to get that done then, then cool. But I didn't feel like I personally had the right to yeah, be like, hey, so man, and, you know, like, now, how do you, like, well, I mean, oh, look man, at some other, off, man. Sorry. other cultures, <laughs> women, 
right? Oh, man. And we that, think that's, that's weird. Yeah, right. We think that's a crazy on, idea. On that documentary, they go into that. Like, they go into, like, um, that whole mutilation. Like, yeah, uh, that's the, the word I was trying like, to say. But it makes you think. It's like, how many things do have people just let doctors do because it was the thing that they thought to do? Yeah. And not even consciously thought about what it is that you're doing. Like there's there, it, there's probably so much stuff. Like I mean, that's the only thing that's certain. A hundred yeah. years from now, th- things we thought of now that we thought were right, They'd be like those people, were those crazy. people were crazy. That's that's <laughs> a guarantee. Because a hundred years ago, the stuff we thought that was okay, now we like that is crazy. Yeah. That's a guarantee. And there's going to be a thousand. Uh, a thousand tests and a thousand studies that we did that are going to be shown to be completely wrong and completely opposite of what they what we thought they were. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So when people say say to me, "Well, w- well, there's a study done on this," I'm like, well, "Okay, how do we know that? Ten years from now, that study could be completely false." And then you, be, you know, I had we, me and Mike after basketball had this conversation with this kid, and he was a he was like he was playing he was probably like twenty early twenties. And he went to school to be a, um, a, 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 uh, what's a pharmacist? I guess whatever they, yeah, pharmacist. Pharma, pharmacologist. Yeah, he went to school to be I that. Pharmacologist is it. Like, I don't know. What is it? Pharma. Like a technician. Whatever. whatever. Yeah. So he was going to school and he's like, well, you know, of course, me and Mike are on one side of the fence of whatever conversation. And usually the people are on the other side. And he's like, you know, he's like, well, in school, we learned it was this way. And they were talking about water and stuff. You know, Mike's all like all about that stuff. And Mike's like, no, 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 it's not like that. And the kids like, well, that's how I learned it. I'm like, well, yeah, because you were taught in school. That's how you learned it. And. What? Who's to say? Ten years from now, you're gonna go back after you're you're thirty some years old, and they're gonna have a completely different idea of how this is. Mike has done this, and it's not what he read in a book. This is he's learned this stuff by doing it. I'll take the person that's learned it by doing it over somebody that's gone to school, learned whatever they needed to do from a book based off of government. Uh, a study or whatever. Right. Give me that other person that's done it, and like he he rebuted everything. Would refuse. I he even got a little angry with us, and like I kind of was mediating because like when it comes to the medical stuff, Mike's all you know he knows oh, yeah, all yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. So I was kind of like trying to just. Sh- prove like not prove a point but like show him a different side of it you know he didn't want nothing yeah, nothing to do with it like crazy oh 100 percent to him he's just like uh, these guys are trying to tell me some stuff and that's all well and fine until the day when he 10 years from now he's gonna he realize to mike look, yeah when yeah. he goes you know what i mean because it's easy to just like play off like somebody's like stuff like to just like oh that's just bullshit yeah, but it's right. like it's easy to label you the go crazy. Investigate it, like that's a different situation. It's easy to label the guy with crazy theories crazy. Oh yeah, but I'm the, I'm the crazy. I mean, that's why. Like perfect example. Like sometimes that he knows this at work. I mean, because you know Rico was on the podcast, and like at work, Rico will say stuff, and it'll be far out there. Like yeah. uh, he'll say some stuff that'll be way out there, and it's not like it's not. Cr- <sighs> It's not crazy. It's just like not in the realm of like what everyone else oh, at the facility is I thinking. I could see that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So the first words I, I said to Rico, like well, when I met him, 
I heard I heard him get off the phone, and um, he said, "Peace and love." That was that was that was how he ended his conversation. And of course, on his face, that doesn't seem like much. But then I thought about, I was like, how many other people who I'm working with right now could I say could would probably like lead, like get off the phone like that? And then I started talking to him, and I and I told him, I said, Rico, I said, you know, you seem out of place here because your mind is in a different like a different way of thinking like i i i i'm similar yeah i think that there's you know i i've often had um i i can say a crazy thing and make it sound sane right <laughs> sometimes right. sometimes right. rico will say he, something he's just hard with wording it yeah he's it's, just it's, you know, it's i think he, i struggle sometimes he, with he, that he, too he, yeah he, you know i think he, he's 25 you know what i mean yeah. like there's a strange like when I was 25 like the world was a very strange place to me like it was I wasn't a father yet yeah I wasn't you know, how old are you I'm 26 like so you, I'm like kind of laughing as you're just good you're that. good at you I think you you've had to when you have children it makes you mature in different ways you know what I mean I didn't have my first kid till I was 28 he had his first kid when he was 17 yeah. so it's like. That you know what I mean? Like that it causes a different Your mindset, your priorities change, your mindset, yeah. Life. yeah. You're like, oh, I have to make sure this thing eats. <laughs> right. <laughs> I gotta make sure this thing survives. Right. But yeah, like uh, uh there were she was my daughter was telling me that most people's brains don't fully develop till you're twenty five. So like your 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 mindset up to that point is completely different after your mindset of twenty five. Well, sure. Like at thirty two I'm like not the same person no, who I I'm, was when I was 25 right. by a long shot. And when you're 40, you'll be the same different person that's than you I are mean, now. It's just like this continuous. Yeah, that's why I tell people I'm no, I don't get worried. Like it's going to be my birthday uh, in, in a couple weeks, and after like the 30th one, I notice that people start to look at birthdays as kind of like. Um, some sort of uh, negative milestones, like a hard, like yeah. a horrible situation. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. they're like, like I'm one, one step closer. One to death. step. Yeah. Closer. I mean, it's like you live every day. It's just a number. Now, I heard the 30s are the golden years because I, I heard, feel... I heard when you're 30, essentially, you kind of like understand yourself to an extent. That's where, how I feel. Where about like it. life gets a little not easier, but you can, you kind of know who you are. I have an understand. Like I have, I, I think I have an ability now. To direct my life in a way that was impossible when I was like 24, 25. I just didn't have enough control. Like, I, I didn't know myself enough. I didn't have enough control over, like, my actions and things okay, like that. Yeah. Like, when you have kids, it makes you be very much in control of your actions. And then it just becomes about, like, in the, in the, in the situation that I'm in now, it's like, yes, I go to work and, you know, I've trained myself to do that and stuff. But... Also, I have to train for the next thing. Like right. the, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I don't really feel like like I see a world full of people who are who, who get to do the stuff that they want to do. Right. And it's and I don't. As time goes on, the illusion that these people are special, like it just kind of fades. It's like really, this is about you. It's about your ability to uh, have some 
have enough control over your life to make your life what you want it to be. You know, it's it's that's not simple at all. It's not easy or anything like that, but it is possible. I mean, look at, like, Gio's a perfect example. Like, I think about when we were, like, 18, 19 years old playing basketball at the New Holland Park and yeah. doing whatever we are doing. Probably not some things good, some things bad. Yeah. And now he's running for school board. Yeah. You know, like, he did that. He he had a, a path that he got to a point where he made a decision that was the path he was taking. He did that, and he's the completely different person than he was, you know, probably 10 years, five years ago. Yeah. You know, I'm sure five years ago you said, hey, listen, in five years going to run for the school board, you would have said, oh, that's crazy talk. Yeah, right. You know, it's just, you know, I, I think I think he's just a good example of like making things happen and making things. He sees he sees a problem and we all talk about the problems, but he's like he's he's trying to do his best to change it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to get beat down by work. Yep. Like work has a that's that's partially why, you know, I hope. That what happens out of this automation of society, I hope it gives people the opportunity to be a little more human. Like, because people really act as, like, some extension of some company. <laughs> like, that's really what the... That's like their... Yeah, well, some people take their career, you know, their jobs as their identity. They do. Those. I mean... And I, that's, that's sort of... That's, that's sad. That's sad. Because it's like, these people don't care about you, like... You All work, you gotta do is mess up the wrong way, and they'll, they'll you'll never even it. see these people ever again. You yeah. go, you work for a place for thirty years, you die. You think the week or you know they probably they think about you maybe a week or two after, but right. that's, it. that's it. They got they're already thinking about who we're gonna replace that guy with. Blah blah blah. They're already on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. The only people that are really affected, the people that are actually affected by you, are your family. That's yeah. you know yeah. the, of your passing. You know, and they're not gonna. You don't give two craps about they you. They don't. They you, do not care. So until we start, I mean, we talked about with Jason about this, but like to me, it's like you just you gotta look at jobs as as stepping stones of where you need to you go. To. That's or you. You gotta use. You gotta stuff. use them as much as they're using you. Right, right. You know, that's that's the reality of where we live now. The thing that scares me about the automation and the universal basic income always is that it just gives more control to the government. You know what I mean? They have more control over your life. Because, yeah, you, you may be a person that gets that $1,000 and also has another job, right? right. $1,000 oh, yeah, $1, almost pays my mortgage in a month. So, right. yeah, I, I'll take the grand. I mean, but <laughs> if I don't have something else, right. you know, now all of a sudden people that are surviving on that $1,000 well, they're not going to do anything to upset the termit truck. Well, you know, yeah, right. they're, they're like, okay, I need that thousand dollars. So like, it's like when we talk about socialism and things like that, North Korea is a socialist country. Do you think those people like have any chance of having a normal, you know, and China, I mean, China's the same way. They just put in, uh, implemented the, the, um, social scores and stuff. Like their system is, they're gonna you just like Facebook. Right. They give you a social score. If your score is not high enough, you can't live in yeah, certain live places. In places. You can't crazy. get certain jobs. You can't like. like I mean, and, a, that was a Black Mirror. Yeah, that's exact. That's exactly, that. that's yeah, exactly that what they did. That's, that's what they did. Yeah. And like I talked to me and Mike talk. I said me and Mike, we'd have like a negative score because <laughs> <laughs> of the way the things we talk about right, and right. how we talk about oh, things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and and you have to associate 
associate with certain people. We're not like that. We just don't give a shit. That's crazy. Yeah, you know I mean, like you're, you know, we we want to talk to people that care about things and want to yeah. get things to change. Right. You know, and I think, but you just can't under those type of of philosophies. That stuff doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't nurture that kind of thought. No. It just divides them further. Yeah, oh really. yeah, That's there's crazy. more haves and less, or there's more have-nots and less that have. Right, right. And the that that have-nots don't control anything. And that I point. wonder how hard it is to be a have-not to make it up to a have. I mean, is that next to impossible? Yeah. That's why I always say that if to fight back in this kind of system, it's always you have to fight back financially, mm-hmm. and that's the only way we make changes is financially in your own life and in as a whole against anybody that controls anything you have to do it financially wars aren't fought so much anymore as in like gun battles you know i mean it's not like there's somebody on one side shooting a cannon at somebody on the other side even nowadays like countries fight it's like our country will literally doom a currency in another like take uh venezuela or not yeah venezuela they basically took down their currency to its worthless yeah and that i mean now people are starving in the streets like that, they, they it's cur- they call them currency wars. There's like a guy that has this whole theory on currency war, and like that's how they fight wars now. It's not just Crazy. you know, dropping bombs on people, which yeah, is right. great. It's it's devaluing their currencies. Turkey's uh, currency just plummeted. Now their 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 currency is worthless. How are those people going to eat? They're right. going to spend a thousand dollars for a loaf of bread. People don't have money like that. That's crazy. You know, and they do the same thing all around the world. So, like, we have to fight back in a financial world. And that's why I say, like, when we talk about the official intelligence, you have to look 10 years down the road. What is going to be that? Try Even if you I'd – I'd rather try and invest in something and be wrong. Right. At least I tried. At least there was right. an investment. Uh, you know, if but, it pays off, it pays off. But if you don't have no stake in it, then it, you, you know, know you I, can't benefit. Hopefully, that it benefits at some point and it helps my family at some point later in life. Why not? Maybe I'm not here. You know what I mean? Like, and it just keeps going. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I just always think it's economical. We fight back with economics if you can fight back at all. If you can, right. You know, you know, some people just can't do it and I understand it. You know, you go on social media and see people like there was a ad on Facebook for they put a Bitcoin machine, ATM in Lancaster. A Bitcoin really? Yeah, ATM in Lancaster. And somebody's like, well, as, and somebody put comment and said something and I was like, listen, I was like, this is a chance for people that have very low, little income now to have a chance to invest in the future. What do you have to lose? Well, Bitcoin's a scam and it made people go poor. I said, well, is Bitcoin a scam or is the current economical system that made you poor already the yeah, scam? That's the scam, yeah. That's, that's not that's, that's the, 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 scam. the economical <laughs> system you're under is not allowing you to have free money to invest in the future. Right. Not don't don't worry about it. it's not a scam. It's not going anywhere. But you have to you have to be willing. You know, hundred dollars. Even if it's a hundred dollars, you never know. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I know people are broke, but like. I mean, I just feel bad, I guess. I got this Robin Hood app. Yeah. I still haven't, like, uh, when it comes to investments, I'm always like. It's scary. Well, it's like, yeah, I want to do it. But it's like, then you start to feel like it's almost irresponsible when you don't have a lot of money. Like, yeah, right. You, no, you're I, like, but, you're like, oh, here's this. 
dream that I have, and I'm gonna. Well, the but big, it could work. It, like that's you need that kind it, of. You have to think like that in life. You have to think that things will work out, or else you just think everything's gonna fall apart and like never. Like, and be, I, I think good. when it financially, we the education we get in financial, you know, way financial yeah. system works and all yeah. that stuff is so we we don't get any of that. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure there's a you know there's a reason for you that. You profit off of the people's ignorance, it's right? The same so I mean, like, church. it is scary. I don't know. I think about like if I if I want to invest in something, like I get I shouldn't, but I stop and get like drinks on the way home from work and stuff. So like maybe I stop. I save myself twenty bucks or yeah, something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just the, it, it, it's not a lot, but it's but you never know. It's right. something though. Like, and when it comes to like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, last week one of the ones I had went up, uh, went up like. 52 percent in one day wow. okay so like i literally had 400 dollars, and it went to like 750 dollars right. in one day so like and I, I when i bought that it went i only paid 20 bucks 30 bucks for it, it went up, yeah. so like yeah now that's oh, i'm giving you a, a bright spot there's well, right, other yeah, there's other times where i've spent 20 dollars and and I no longer have that. Right. So, but <laughs> but there's been more times where I've spent the twenty bucks and made out like that than I have on the negative part. Yeah. You know, when I've talked to people who do, who, you know, invest in whether it be stock or whatever, they always say like, when you put money in, don't take it out. And he was like, because when if you watch it, if you're one of those people who watch it real close, yep. it's gonna go up and down. Yeah, like, that's the point. And the, the the big issue with people is when it goes down, they panic. Yeah, and they and they sell like immediately. And it's like, don't do that because that, already you know, gone. But that's you know? a, that's an they say. I, I listen to a lot of financial people. They say that that's something in America. For some reason, Americans panic so badly like in other countries they say people just put money in and they don't even watch it or they don't like when it goes down <laughs> That's the best way to do it. That when it goes down they're like oh well it'll go up right, right and that in learning i traded in cryptos and learning in cryptos that's one thing i had to teach myself at the beginning like right now i know that one i was talking about is going up i'll probably go in and sell right now I did actually sell it. Yeah. And I'm going to wait till it comes back down because I know it's going to come back, back down. Yeah. You know, and if it didn't, doesn't come back down, I'll just find another one that went down the, that day and right. I'll invest the money that I made into that one. Because you know it's going to go up. It's just like they say when a, fam- a financial person, like the people who listen to is we just put too much emotion into trying to you know we get too attached and too much emotion and you can't you gotta take emotion out of investing and right. out about like stock market stuff you just put the money in you hope you made the right thing you know if you if you don't have if you don't want to like daily trade like i try and daily trade but like you don't want to do that you just put the money in you make a good try and make a best uh, educated decision do research to make an educated decision put the money in and think about it like when I invested in cryptos, I thought about ten years from now, five years from now. Wasn't thinking about tomorrow. Right. You know, that's what you think about because that's, the thing, that's right? hard. Yeah. It's hard for people to understand that. It's hard for people, you know, like you said, you don't have any money and you just put twenty dollars your last, you know, maybe twenty dollars you were saving for shoes for your kids or something right. into something that ten years from now might be worth something. That's a hard thing to sell to people. Yeah. You and know? I, I mean definitely when you come from like a like a place of scarcity yeah you you you're feeling like you know uh, i got to hold on to this uh to to so i can do something tomorrow absolutely you know? and that's, that's i mean i i get it but at the same time 
It's not. That's not how probably smart people do it. That's not how smart people. Uh, no, do I don't even it. think it's a, it's about smarts. It's about it's like you said. Just it's it's hard when you you're trying to survive. Yeah. And you got a limited budget. It's true, but at the same time, it's like you, in order to kind of elevate out of that situation, like I think it was Einstein said, like you can't solve the problems of tomorrow with the thinking of today. Which like of the, you just yeah. can't. Like you can't. You, you just can't. Like. You can't think the same way that you did yesterday and think that tomorrow your outcome is going to be any different. No, I've noticed with age for me when I like when I was younger, it was like, well, what's the cheapest, right? Well, mm-hmm. now that I'm older, I can see I'm more likely to buy something that's a little more expensive that I know will last me a lot longer. <laughs> than, and, and it's not everything, but it's like like with amps or like guitars, right? Yeah. I could go buy like well. five cheap guitars for four hundred or I could buy one guitar for like seven hundred, and I know that that'll last me. But that's different. Like to me, it's like tools. You know, it's like, will I go to Harbor Freight and buy some tools? Yes, I will. Will I buy the tools I use every day? No, because I know that tool's only gonna last a certain time compared to a tool from you know Snap On. But I ain't paying Snap On prices because I'm a cheap bastard. So like if you go in my toolbox most of my tools are like craftsmen like cheaper tools but they still have lifetime warranty right. so who cares i break it i take it back right. so why i gotta pay twice or three times the amount for something i still i can still return oh it's just there we go <laughs> i thought we died there for a no. no so like i just you know i i don't i've seen so many people i've seen people mechanics pay twenty thousand dollars for toolboxes right. i'm like what? Oh Just man, you're a mechanic. In. Like you're you're God. We want to talk about gods. Your God is the tool man yeah. because he's coming for your money every Friday because you're paying like. And the thing is, what they do is they make cars that need specialty tools. Yeah. So what they're <laughs> trying to do is like my Audi, right? Most of the things that need done on my Audi, I have a buddy that's like genius mechanic guy. Yeah. If I wasn't for him, I couldn't have that car because most of the things they make, they design it so you have to take it to that's the, the Audi dealer. Reason. Yeah. yeah, like the starter, wow. the starter on your van, right? Like I change the starter on your van because it's on the outside of the motor and it's in the front probably and it's a couple bolts, okay? The starter in my car is inside between the engine and transmission oh, because they want you to have to bring it to the dealer <laughs> right, to get, to get it. it cost $5,000 to Don't get a starter. Right. right. So it's, you know what I mean? Like the, it's a good the, business model. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Their business model business is model. create cars that yeah. once they get to a high mileage, we have to get buy a new car. And oh, by the way, we're going to design it. So the only mechanics that can work on it are certified Audi, Volkswagen, Chevy mechanics. Yeah. And those guys that work in, the, you know, the old guys that work in the shops forever, they're kind of, you know, running, at, they're retiring and stuff. Well, we'll take over that whole sector right. too. And then they get you. What are you going to do? You have nobody that can fix it. You got you got to pay the four grand. So it's, you know, it's like anything else. They, they, like you said, their business model is X and that's what they're running with. I like, um, have you guys seen the, I mean, I don't know how relatively new they are, but they're new to me. They're they're called snaps and they're little packets of like crust up Cheez-Its or Chips Ahoy. I heard you say it. It's almost like the crumbs. No. well, I was I talking to, to my buddy, and I was like, that is the most genius idea. Because what they did is they took all the Cheez-Its or all the cookies or whatever that were broken or, or overbaked, and they repackaged it. 
And so, and they do that with pretzels too. I've noticed, like, you know, if there's a pretzel factory, right? They'll make a bunch of pretzels. Maybe some of them might be over salted. So they'll put a bag in extra salty. Well, I, you know, some might be. Right I have here. a conspiracy theory on Converse shoes. Oh, okay. <laughs> My own made up conspiracy theory. So Converse shoes were popular when I was in high school. The ones that are different colors, they look the same for the last, what, 50 years? Yeah. My theory is when they first came out, they made like billions of them put them in warehouses and then they're like they'll come out we'll just bring them out every 20 years and make them popular again so we made them for like less than a penny like 50 years ago 50 years ago we're still working on that same stash that we have in a warehouse somewhere and now we're selling them for seven now we're selling for 70 dollars a pair like yeah i mean mean, if you thought about it if you could think about that definitely see that like being something though like i mean mean, what a risk though to take it would be a great risk but if you were right right yeah the payoff would be you would be it would be genius like you know look at nikes now like air jordans for 20 years ago were worth more than three times what they were worth when they sold them yeah you know if nike was smart they would have just put a bunch of them in a warehouse and said we'll bring them back out out, i mean i used to work with this young kid and this is like five ten years ago i don't even know anymore but we were making ridiculous money and he was 20 years old and he had no kids lived at home he was making the same amount of ridiculous money at this job that i was and i had a family he would go and wait in line at the store for these shoes and spend thousand dollars on like shoes i used to play basketball in when i was like 16 i'm like Oh, I ruined like six pairs of those. <laughs> <laughs> now they're worth a thousand dollars a piece. I'm like, it's a crazy thing. Yeah. It's 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 insane to yeah. me. I mean, people are you know what they're buying up Nintendo sixty fours. Yeah, like same thing. I go to the flea market and I sell stuff at the flea market sometimes, and they the most popular stand is the the gaming stands yeah. oh i mean they're just selling stuff hand over fist and like people are buying old guys young kids his age yeah. like guys my age i'm just like hey they know what it, they're doing it almost makes you want to hoard everything you buy nowadays because you're yeah. like well, what if in 30 what years if? this is like you but know, then you end up you know yeah. you yeah. end up in a, in a house that you, get, you have this far to walk through <laughs> yeah. and there's stuff everywhere yeah. i always say that hoarders like the show it was like some sort of like it like showed you something about culture like it showed you that like it can get so extreme like materialism and like possession can get so extreme that you can have so many possessions that you can't walk through your house yeah and realistically i think most people are just probably highly organized tortors like like you, like you have this hoard, and then they'll be like, "Well, I have a storage unit." And then it's like, yeah, but if you didn't have that, like you're well, yeah. ha- you, you <laughs> might have like an avalanche of like, trash or whatever, like just possessions in your house. Like we love our possessions; they make us feel somehow like more fulfilled or something. It's I weird. think when they're older antiques and stuff, it almost uh, helps you stay attached to the past. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like, that past, like that's a, that nostalgic. Yeah. Like nostalgia is a feeling. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like deja vu. Like yeah. it's a feeling. Like it's, it's like, Oh, like remember when you were 14 years old, do you remember how the world seemed to you when you didn't know what was going on? In the world? It's a, like, I want that feeling again. Like last two weeks ago, 
I put a pantry up. We had a coat closet upstairs, and I made it into a pantry. And, like, my wife found pictures at the bottom. And there's pictures of me and her sitting on a couch, and uh, we're holding holding my daughter, holding my second daughter. And, like, we're, you know, she was, like, 18 years old when we, so, and I was 19, yeah. you know? And it's, like, so you think back to those times, and we were looking through all these pictures. It just makes you, you know what I mean? You go back to that time, and it's, like, kind of crazy because you, you feel like you're there. Right. Yeah, it, there's, it, there's an overall feeling to, like there's certain songs that you can hear that yeah take you for sure a time when that was like the song you were listening to most of the time and then that feeling like feeling of like comfort it's a it's a comfortable feeling and then at the same time like it can i think it it might awaken certain things that have become dormant because of time and you've like tucked this stuff away like yeah. you know like like you're not like I hear like I you might hear a song and be like, man, remember what your life was like at that point in time? And you're like, when that song came out, I kind of miss that guy. Like I kind of miss that guy who like was there for that. And then what I find is is that like <laughs> for the next couple of weeks, I'll be more cognizant of that version of myself and be trying to bring parts of that to like who i am currently because yeah. i've forgotten like, yeah was, today me and geo played in basketball tournament this one uh you do you know you mike play? zanders i don't think you can probably nah. i don't think so and um he asked me if we wanted to if i wanted to play in the basketball tournament and i said yeah and then he's like well can geo play i'm like i'll ask him so then we played in like you uh do you Wait. know jesse weaver from new han anyways he so his his son was our fourth and he's like 15 but he's like six three but he's skinny like he's still you know he's 15 six three he's like trying to figure things out but he played with us but like it's weird because jesse was like yeah he's that guy over there he was pointing at me he's like i used to go to his house because he'd come we play basketball at terry hill like all the time like yeah, I used to always knock on his house, and I go we go play basketball. And now I'm playing basketball tournament with his 15 year old son. You know, so it's just and, like it's kind of crazy, like in a way. It's you know, cool that you can still that you're still playing and can do that. You know, well, yeah. like you can play with somebody's son. Who that's 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 weird. I heard LeBron like he he. I heard he wants to stay around long enough to try to play with his. Son. I heard that too. Well, <laughs> remember crazy. Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. His dad, they played on the the Mariners together when he yeah, got called up, and then they homered. I think they were the only father son that homer in the same game. That's, yeah, that's insane. Wow. So that's kind of crazy. That's insane. Ken Griffey Jr. was like ridiculous. Yeah, good. he was like one of my favorite baseball. Yeah, he was my yeah mine too. He's always hitting home runs, catching the ball, bringing it, catching uh, people's home runs, robbing them so of home runs. How you like want to copy stuff? Like I remember seeing him, and like he was left-handed. And I was like, I don't know, like I was like, like mad that I wasn't left-handed. Yeah. I was like, like, how do I get? <laughs> I was like, I wanted to be left-handed, like yeah. even though. And then like I try it, and it was just like horrible. Like it was just, like, no, I, I gotta do this right now. I'll have friends, like some of my friends who play guitar, they'd be like, oh, I know every Jimi Hendrix riff or every Jimmy, you know, whatever guitarist they love. And it's like, okay, well, what what can you play? Like, what's your own stuff? And they're like, well, what do you mean? 
I'm like, well, you spent like half your life copying these other people, which is cool. I mean, that's cool. You can play, you know, Wind Cries Mary and all that. But like, what about your own? Like, you know, where where has that gone? Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I could play. Well, I don't know if I could play an instrument and not try to make my own stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, that would just be weird yeah. to me. I played the trumpet when I was in high school and I'm like. I was in the band. I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, I played. I was like, where's the point? Where am I going with this? What is the point of this? I'm learning songs that I play in a band with a group of people. I'm not good enough that I'm ever going to be like, you know, I forget what what was that one guy? Dizzy Dizzy Gillespie. Gillespie. Yeah, I'm not going to be him. I'm like, okay, and I quit because it was just, yeah, it was just like whatever. But like, I was just playing the same songs over and over. You know, I'm not doing. I'm not making my own songs. Right, like right. none of that stuff. It was like kind of pointless. I played trumpet from like fourth grade to fifth grade. I remember I was just like done with it. I was just like, <laughs> like, he, like, like I remember he would always like uh, the, the the teacher, the trumpet teacher. He'd always like like you guys are playing like a bunch of sick cows. <laughs> like he's like that was his saying. And I remember one day he said that, and I was just like thinking, I was like, I think this is the last day. He's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like it's, I'm wasting time. Like I was like, I wasn't playing as much basketball. Like it was a whole bunch of stuff that like. I'm yeah, that's what doing. happened to me. And it was just time consuming. It yeah. was like I'm not even. I don't even like this. Like I'm doing this pretty much so that my parents can think like it's something cool that i'm doing <laughs> right right i did because i think because my one buddy was like he was into it and i was like ah i tried and then i was like i realized like the only song i could play was when the march saints go marching in <laughs> that's, that's yeah. the only song i learned and the, and every time i went in for my lesson he's like did you learn that other song i was like no nah, I, I kept playing that one he's like what are you doing yeah. <laughs> I, I did i sang in chorus like when i was younger like, I sang in, like, the school chorus, and then I sang in, like, the district chorus for a little bit. And, like, even then, though, it's like, I was singing these songs, and I was just like, I don't even want to sing these songs. Like, right. I it's don't like, like any the of these songs. Like, yeah. and then I think that's when the first, like, thing started popping in my head. Like, oh, but you can, like, make your own music if you wanted right. to. But I was, like, still in, like, sixth grade and stuff. I, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't record a song until... I was like 20, 21, oh, something okay. like that. So something like, like that. it was just a, this idea. And I used to tell people like in high school, it was like, yeah, you like, I'm going to make an album one day. And, I was, yeah. and people would just like, look at me like, you're from Ephrata. Like, you're not going to be a rapper. Like, you're not going to make a song. Like, like why would, and like, it took a while, but I learned something about myself with that. Things happen for me, but it's almost sort of like, on a delay because <laughs> i'm a slower person you know what i mean like i i i value slowness because slowness is usually um how you do something better and more careful right, <laughs> you know what like, mean? like rushing it it's like i i i think people rush um through life like you know what i mean like they rush like it's easy to rush through life and not have any time to really like appreciate things yeah because i think seriously because we're like like we said we're moving into an automated world i think our real gods are computers they are who we emulate we're like oh but if it so that 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 works uh like in the work world 
they wish you could be a computer. They wish that you could be a robot. Like, they wish, and then when you don't live up to those standards, they're like, well, why, how come? Because I'm a human being. Like, I don't, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not the, the robot overlord. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, like, I, I, I value slowness because it's, Yeah, just, I mean now it's yeah, more methodical now, a lot of time when you go you know slower. I think too. Yeah, there's, there's a you're whole, not looking for that like instant gratification. Yeah. And the whole like everything in your reality is telling you to go faster. Yeah. But and there's something I've watched to, way too many people do it and just like hate their life. <laughs> but there's something about moving at your own pace. Like the pace did, is mo- what's important. Like, yeah, I, it's I, I don't have a problem with people who move fast. If that's your pace, if that's naturally right. your yeah. inclination, but if that's not your natural inclination, then that means you're rushing, right. and nobody does anything better when they're rushing. Yeah, it's like at work they <laughs> they they get their they like how I paint a car, but they're upset because I only get like six cars done in a day. I uh, so, but they don't like for some reason the 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 manager can't grasp the concept that they used to do eight or nine cars a day. But they also redid three or four cars the next day over. Right. I do six cars in a day. They're done right. Yeah. So, like, you're really getting the same production, but with a nicer output. You know what I mean? People don't care. Like, that's what I'm starting to realize. Like, people don't care about, like, quality as much as the number of something that you get out. Like, it's, it's, it's. It, it's a weird pathology that I think is actually seriously has its roots in the fact that like they want more efficient workers, also known as robots. Yeah, <laughs> like they want them, but they don't have them. So now they're gonna try to be like, oh, "We're gonna well, get them." <laughs> That's yeah, what they're gonna... <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're coming. They're coming. We're gonna get them. <laughs> they're coming, but for now, we're in the workforce. We're stuck in this limbo place of. The world right before the, the robots came. Yeah. Like they're gonna start building you. They're gonna be like, all right, well, here's this robotic yeah. right arm. See how hopefully it is. Oh, you want a left one. Too? Hopefully like, this should increase your production by twenty three percent. Hopefully it becomes a more uh, humanitarian uh, economy, right? So we're doing more humanitarian things as opposed to like mundane things like we do now. You know, People that's need- the hope. Yeah. <laughs> that's the hope Duncan Trussell on this podcast is always talking about this book he was reading called Bullshit Job <laughs> and um, they were talking about how like there's like this like kind of sadomasochistic type of thing that like bosses do where like when there's not enough work they still just want you to look like you're working. Yeah, a hundred percent. They don't like they don't want you to look as though on their time that yeah. you're taking downtime right. or having rest. When rest is probably one of the most essential things to people. Right. But they don't want you to do not on my time. Like right. you're going to be productive. What do you mean? Like if I'm like writing like nothing? Like if I'm like, well, it, it's like I, so. I've been at my job like three months, and I've already negotiated a raise. But part of that raise is now all of a sudden, I was being productive enough to get a raise, but now I have to be more productive. Okay, so you were okay with, you you felt like I was good enough to give me the raise, but now you want me to be more productive. How about this? Like, I'm just like, if there's nothing for me to do, I'm going home. (laughs) 
Like, I'm not going to stand around and watch other people work or whatever you want me to do. And he'd be like, why you go home? So then I was like, fine. So last week I stayed and I worked four hours overtime. So what's he say? Why'd you work four hours overtime? Yeah. <laughs> so listen, how do you want? Because no matter how this situation works out, I'm just going to come and go like when I feel like it. Because I, <laughs> I, I, I ain't putting up with this crap. Like, I'm just at the point now where I just don't. I'm like, whatever. You, But I think you've been like, because you've been self-employed and things like that. Yeah. Like, you see that it doesn't, that life doesn't have to be like that. Like, well, like- I think I've trained and, and I've now figured out I've never gotten raises ever in my life because i've never been that person that's like kiss i just did my job i don't i don't give a shit about managers i don't if i liked you as a person i talked to the manager but if i didn't like the manager as a person i I don't give two shits about them most bosses like i have a strange like weird like yeah there's something in between us because it's like i don't like that you think you're higher than me in some way (laughs) like i don't that, that bothers me right so, it's like then you feel like you can talk to people a certain way. Exactly, right. exactly. And then and then like they like they like to forget like that they like. I, I was watching Horrible Bosses, uh, the movie the other day, and I, that took me like I remember when that came out. I like I I was working for this dude who I just he was like the first boss I ever had who I went to like physically harm <laughs> like. I just wanted to do damage to him. <laughs> it was hilarious because we were born on the exact same day. We were both born April 9th, 1987. Really? That's both weird. born on the same day. But this, he was the bane of my existence. Like, <laughs> I just wanted to just, just one time, like, dude, just get out of this truck and let, let just, let's just settle this. <laughs> Cause you're just, but it was just like, he would just have this attitude, like, I've been given this power. And now I hold this over yeah, whoever yeah, right. is under me. And if I'm just in a bad mood from something that's completely unrelated, uh, like, like I have the right to just take that out on you. Right, it's just like, right. what kind of delusion is this? Like, well, people, people put up with it though. Like, yeah. I'm like, I, I'm like, listen, I have, I have the right, I have the situation where I realize that, like, listen, dude, this is a job. I don't know how you feel about it, but <laughs> you gonna treat me a certain way, or I just don't care because this is a job, not life. There may be life for you, but this is a job where I come, I make money for my family, and that's how you aren't gonna treat me a certain way. You're gonna, like there was a situation where he talked to the the to taper the guy that tapes up the cars for me. Dude's like fifty eight years old. Okay, this dude works harder than anybody in the shop. All right. And he was giving him a hard time about something he did. And the reality of the situation is, dude's working hard. He messed up, took five minutes to fix the problem he messed up. But you don't get to talk to people in this way. Like, and I'm torn because, like, I got two modes. I got, like, yeah. happy-go-lucky it's mode. Or it's going to be like... Let's try to be cheerful. Exactly. Or it's going to be like, listen, motherfucker, you don't talk to yeah. somebody like that. There's that's that's not... You don't get to do that because you're the manager and you yeah. think you're almighty. Right. And he's just a taper. No. We're living in a world where we're all human beings and you don't get to treat another human being this way. Right. So, like, I'm on the edge of, like... 
Yeah, about like uh, one day like, it might be too much. And exactly, just, it might just be over. Exactly, that's <laughs> you know, this, the, and that's what happens at every job I have. Pe- people in the workforce are constantly they're Bruce Banner trying to hold the Hulk back. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah. like, they're yeah. like, I don't want uh, that thing to come out. Like, I, I like when you see an employee like talking shit about the boss, and then the boss will come out and it'd be like, Oh, hey, yeah. how's your day go? You know, and it's like. It's, it's, interesting. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. That's why I just mind my own business and like do what I need to do, and then I just go home when there's nothing to do. That's what I mean, though. But can you imagine a world where people don't have like that? No matter what people say, the main reason why people seem to think that life is a drag has to do with like their work and financial situation. Like yeah. the fact that. <coughs> Like, for me personally right now, I think it's kind of stimulating thoughts. So it's it's me turning a negative into a positive. But right now, in my mind every day when I wake up, it makes absolutely zero sense that I spend more waking hours at at my job around people who, I, I mean, I might not even, like, talk to in two years you know what i mean like yeah, right. tomorrow they might be gone uh, t- tomorrow tomorrow i go you know what i mean so it's like the fact that that's happening every day like the other day i was thinking about i had like a clarity moment and i was just like and i just laughed i was just laughing my wife's looking at me like i'm crazy and i was like no nah, like sometimes you gotta laugh about the stuff that you would cry about because the truth of the situation is is like these like i feel sometimes like the entire like workforce is about like dangling your family in front of you like food. It's like it's like, hey, you want to make sure that these people have food and have a place to live? Okay, we'll bring your ass back tomorrow. I know and it's not, it's not, it's not just your work; it's society. Yeah. You know, some people look at you if you don't go to work every day. They look at you a certain yeah, way. Yeah, like when I, yeah, like I, there was times in my life where I was largely unemployed and relied on other people. To live and in society, oh that that what, what, what are you? Just a freeloader? You're just you just you just a, a blemish on society, and it's like a blemish, <laughs> like, <laughs> like like people big like, old pimple. Yeah, you're just a you uh. you just a living pimple, like you like. But people people get that way. They start yeah. to think that's that's, what, that's old values right there. That's like strange. tradition, old. That's why me, me and um, me and uh, Alex Knight was on here. Like, we're gonna go to like Lancaster and we're gonna like interview like some homeless folk because it was the idea we had like last summer. And then like the other day when I was in Lancaster, like I was just noticing like I went to eat at um, uh, the House of Pizza, um, and I'm sitting there with my family and I'm watching the scene outside <clears throat> there's a governmental like a, some sort of government building across the street from this and there's homeless people like outside of it like setting up shop yeah and then there's another dude right there in front of the like uh window like asking people for change and stuff like that and I started to think I was like you know they're People probably pass them every day and feel like they're worthless. Like they're like they're just like oh this is just, they don't have any purpose in society. 
And I think that those people, maybe more so than anybody, should. You know, I just want to record their story. I want to. You know, I want to see like, you know, how did you get here? How did you know? The, well, the, maybe you're. Maybe he's. They don't. They're trying to get to a, a different place in life. You know. Well, it's not even that. The reality of it is, they say fifty-eight percent. I think it was fifty-eight percent of America live paycheck to paycheck. Okay, so that's disturbing fact, and as it is, fifty-eight percent. So, and I might be—I think it might be higher than that, but that's what I think I remember is fifty-eight. I know it wasn't lower than that. And so, the reality of the situation is, if you went jobless for a week, or two, or three, and you live paycheck to paycheck, you're really two to three weeks from being homeless. So, those people that are homeless, it might not be that you know. I think it, it's just the stigma, right? It's the stigma of a homeless person. Oh, yeah, like there's a there's a real stigma around it because yeah. it makes it, it's like, oh, this person's worth this. They they can't even go to work and, I, and <laughs> they, can't, they can't even pay their bills. Like there's a lot of crappy things about YouTube, but there's a lot of great things. Like you can find things on YouTube where people show, like uh, some guy. I was watching the one where some guy like uh, he would intentionally drop like $20 or $100 or something like he would be sitting and he just leave it beside a homeless person and this one one video I watched there was a bunch of them but one I remember specifically is the guy like literally ran him down the homeless guy to give him his money back so then the guy like walked away and then he came back and was like listen you know I did this on purpose blah 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 here's gave him a hundred bucks he said and started asking him like how did you become like how did it how did this happen He's like, I lost my job two weeks ago. I've been homeless for a week, you know? And, like, the reality of the situation, I think, to whether people want to admit it or not, is we're all probably two to three weeks from being homeless. You know, if you you rent an apartment, how fast they evict you? You don't pay your rent. I I mean, I don't know, but I don't don't think it's – you're already behind because you don't – it's hard to make a living to begin with. And then you lose your job. We're all, you know, fifty-eight percent of America is probably pretty close to being homeless. I saw a video of a lady out in California, and she was like, um, she was an accountant, but she didn't have like she didn't she hadn't gone to college and stuff, and then she lost her job, and Mm -hmm. she ended up like working for for something that wouldn't, you know, pay the bills, and like her and her daughter moved into their like van. And like, there's in that area, they there's so many homeless people. And I forget exactly where it is in California, but there's so many homeless people that this company um, started buying lots for people to pretty much park their car in. It's probably San Francisco, to, just yeah. to live in. Like there's, and they said that there's uh, like the waiting list. I think they said was like a year, like really? long. Like, well. The uh, just the waiting list to get in on one of these lots because if without those lots, like they're just gonna like it's against the law to like live in your car, right? right. So the homeless, how do you sign up and receive a notice that you've been accepted? Like, like it's like a weird like like a, that's a weird thing. Address, right. She had a phone. She had like a phone. Yeah, and that's really technically, I guess, really all you need. You know, if they can contact you, I guess, like, yeah. But it's like. She she had a phone though, like they like they listed all of like her expenses and things, and like they're like, all right, well she has just enough to do this, like she can't like have a like an apartment or anything, like yeah. that. not in California, like. 
California I'll, is crazy out there with the. With, yeah, with my the, daughter's moving back from California because they can't afford it. Yeah, most that's and they find and out. her boyfriend has a very good job. And Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's and she had a good job, but she lost her job, and she said there's not a lot of jobs, and that it, the cost of living is just too much. So they're moving back here because what they make they make here will be. You know, they said this house, my house, I have. I bought for one hundred ninety-five thousand here, so they said this house would sell for like a million dollars out there. That's crazy. So I mean, I, like, I like your house, right? Exactly. But, but imagine, like so the point. job you need to afford a million-dollar house is what four, five hundred thousand dollars a year, right. I would imagine. But like, I was listening to this too. I was listening to this person that worked for Google. They were not like the like the secretary at Google. Uh-huh. They had some like middle posi- tier position at Google. And they were living in their car because they couldn't afford housing in San Francisco. That's crazy. So, like, the fact that, like, you have these people that can't afford housing because it's so expensive. Like, how do you, like, change that? Like, at some point, something has to change. Right. Like, San Francisco, I know a homeless po- problem and in, in, not really prop the homeless population in San Francisco is pretty bad. I mean, is it even a pretty big. class there? It sounds like you're either one way or the other. Well, I mean, what's middle class? Just because you make $500,000, right. you would, most people would consider that more than middle class, right? right. But if you're li- your cost of living in the area you live in is makes you, deems you that doesn't really right. deem you middle class. Right. $500,000 here, you're, That'd you know, astronomical, right. you know? So, like, middle class there has to be, what, a million dollars a year? That's crazy. <laughs> See, how does that even, like, I, I don't even understand how that, like, works. Like, how do they determine, how do you determine a value? How does it go up? You know what I mean? Like, how, uh, how does it get to that point? Like, you would think that the cost of living would go in hand in hand with the jobs that are paying. <laughs> you you know what think? I mean? You would think. Because there's no reason a person that works at Google at a mid-tier job should not be able to afford housing and live in their car. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to figure something out. <laughs> it's like, I know San Francisco is pretty bad. I'm not sure. I don't know. I always think, I don't know if that'll ever change. I don't think we'll ever all be equal. I think there'll always be a rich and there'll always be a poor. I mean, unless like, you know. Oh, well, I mean, the only way you change that is is end corruption. And how do you end corruption? I mean, I, aliens. I, 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 don't, <laughs> you do I don't think that's possible either, though. Because, I mean, that's like, that's human nature. It's, that's it's, always like my argument with changing governments. Like, you want to go to socialism or, or whatever kind of government you want to go to. All right. Well, get rid of the. How are you going to get rid of the corruption that exists in government to that implement the things you want to come along with those new t- different styles of government? You until you get rid of corruption, nothing will change. So, how do we do that? That's really the ultimate question. Right. I, I was listening to this guy. <clears throat> I had uh, an interview. He had written a book that I had read called "Genes, Giants, Monsters, and Men." It's this guy named. Um, I think his name is Joseph Farrell. He he wrote another book before called Babylon's Banksters. I think I heard of that one. And Babylon's Banksters was pretty much an attempt. Like he now, and this isn't like some like crackpot. Like like this dude like has PhD and all kinds of stuff. Like <clears throat> pretty much, he was trying to detail like how did first of all measurement come into civilization. After measurement, 
that you know money is measurement mm. it, 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 it it like it's it's about like like so his whole thing has always been about like trying to go back and figure out like how where did find like the financial system like the basic financial system of civilization that like the first currencies and things mm. that started you know whatever we live in now how did that begin and um he said that ultimately currency is sort of like a replacement for sacrifice like it's it's a like it's it's almost kind of like the people who were like beginning these things like they were looking at like finances and things like that almost from like a standpoint where it's like they they owed something like they owed something to god like a sacrifice is like you owe something to god and now we you know we sacrifice these people and now you know you get something but the same types of like ideas happen with currency so transferred from like giving people as currency to a, to, a piece of paper yeah like like you know the just the beginnings of like how people started that kinds of stuff like that's mm-hmm. something i always used to ask was like how where did money even come from right you know, like where did where did because people act like the the economy or something is like a, a part like, of like nature it's, like it's always been there <laughs> yeah well, like i like, mean really reality is uh, precious metals were money first yeah. you know and then it got transferred into what we have now. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like even that process. Like when, yeah. is, when did a right. person look at gold and was like, right. "This is valuable." Right. You know what I mean? Like they just mined it. Like out of who the determined ground. that that's who was valuable? Like, this is valuable. Yeah. It's like who determines what makes a gold valuable? Who determines like, a curse word is a curse word? Who who who, who, who gets to these things? Who who gets uh, credit for that? Like right. who makes a? How do you make a language? Right. <laughs> how does that happen? How do you? How do you go from making like grunts and stuff to one day just so, like, making a word like xylophone? Yeah. Like, what, yeah, do you, what do you yeah. mean? Like, but uh, I mean, that's 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 the weird part about all of this. Like, we live in the present, and it's almost kind of like we're we have a a disconnection from the past. Like, we don't really. As people, we generally don't seem to know what we're supposed to be doing here. <laughs> Like, so we just kind of just fall into somebody else's story, usually. We're just like, oh, yeah, we'll give you 30 years of my, most of my life and, you know, I'll collect Social Security and lay it down. You right. know? And that's a, you know, for some people, that's a good plan. Well, I think a lot of, I think majority of people, their whole entire life, they're trying to figure out what their purpose is. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, near the end, they might figure it out and they might not. But I, I think it's beautiful to think maybe there isn't a purpose. Maybe there is really no reason. It's you just kind of like existing. And, and it's not like you were put here for some like divine reason or you're supposed to be walking this path or that. What if it's all just kind of like a coincidence and it's all just kind of your own little destiny and it really means nothing at the, at the time? You know, because I feel like if you if you like set a path out for yourself, right, and you don't like let's say like we were talking about basketball earlier, right? What if you don't make it to the NBA? Yeah. Right. Well, like your whole world just like crashed, and then what? I mean, you spent your entire life training for that, and then you didn't get it, and then it's like, well, what do you do then? You know. I know with me, like there was a time in my life where I thought, you know, when you play, like you, 
you think you might make it in the NBA and stuff like that, and um, you underestimate it. But I think with me, like, I got to a point in my life where I was like, all right, you're not going to get to go to the college that you want to go to. You're not going <laughs> to. Yeah. I think you run the risk of, if I've I've learned a lot in my attempt to reach, you know, maybe not even the NBA level, but there's, a, you know, people play ball overseas yeah. and stuff like that. Like, there's, like, that was really my aims for, like, when I was, like, 24, 25. Like, I was really, I was, that was, like, I was playing basketball every day. There was a basketball in my hand every day. I was going to tryouts. I was going to different places and. I, that was around the time I made like the first team I ever played on. There was a whole different energy to it. So, you know, maybe it was the journey that was the most important part because I did learn things during right. that. Along so, I mean, I mean, whether or not my whole my life has a purpose or whatever. I mean, I guess purpose is always speculative. Like, well, right. you know, if. Adolf Hitler believed his life was about certain things, and then other people in the world were like, "No, your life is about like death, destruction." Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just the way it works. Like, you think that you're doing something, and then from a different perspective, somebody might think you're doing something completely different. Right? <laughs> They'd be like, "Oh no, that's not actually who who you are." Yeah. I mean, the good thing about basketball is you have more opportunity. Like football, less than one percent make the NFL. It's not even, I mean, it's a fraction of a percent. So, like, and you don't have, like, you can't go to, to play overseas. To like yeah, and even then it's, you know, I mean. The XFL, that's no, the no, Trump, Trump, man, that's, that's, like, one of the reasons I think he hates the NFL. Because the NFL <laughs> shut down. The like XFL. And he, no, they, that, you mean the XFL or the USFL? He was involved in both. He was involved in Is that how he knows Linda McMahon? Well, he he was on wrestling and stuff. That is true. I forgot yeah, all yeah, about I, that. I kind of did forget he was on that. Because Linda McMahon he was in wrestling. just resigned from his Yeah, she was in his cabinet. cabinet and I was like, oh, wait, yeah. Linda McMahon? Oh, yeah. Like oh, Vince McMahon's wife. Yep. I was like... This that was one of them like Mandela effect moments where I was like, well, what? What? Like my whole world was flipped. It was like, why is a wrestling lady in the White, right in the White <laughs> House? That's why I think I think his presidency is just about revenge and it has nothing to do with anything else. Like he takes on the NFL. Why do you take on the NFL and call a bunch of people uh, son of a bitches for what reason? <laughs> yeah. Because you're pissed off at the NFL because they kicked your ass in in the XFL and they kicked your ass in the whatever. Yeah, yeah, those both of those. And now you're mad and you're in a position of power and you're gonna start a bunch of bullshit. I mean, and you're and you, both of you guys' opinions. How do you think this happened? I know it's kind of a general statement, but like in your own words, like what in history has led up to this point where he's our president and he's making these dumb decisions? Wow. I mean, what what what? Me happened? personally, I think that <coughs> it's always been a popularity contest. They showed a long time ago. I remember I was like young when they were like they taught us that like they had proven at some point in time that people were more likely to vote for people with mustaches and stuff like that. After I heard stuff like <laughs> that, I was like. Oh, so this really just has to do with people seeing a candidate right. and being like, oh, well, that's my kind of guy. Right. And then going along with it and not really knowing shit really about his politics. Their own like, image of them. You're just yeah. like, oh, this. 
that's the only way that you could like that's the only way that evangelicals can get behind Trump. Like how do you like how uh, how do you get behind a dude who's you know uh, he's never been religious. All of a sudden he's he's st- starts the uh, campaigning on on Christian beliefs. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't know anything. Like you can tell this man knows nothing about the Bible. Does not care about nope. it. Nothing. <laughs> right. and then, you know he's he's paying girls off that he banged. That you know he's he, he, he's doing all these things, and it's like oh it's like they must have. He said the right thing. Right. He he, he looked at you know, they probably could definitely not get with Hillary because in in their religion you're not even allowed to preach if you're a woman. So yeah, Mike they, Pen- Mike Pence will have you ousted out of the White House if you're a woman trying to speak up. Oh, man. And Trump smeared Hillary though. Like, see, I have a di- like my opinion is that, that none of our votes matter. Yeah, that that's my number one. I mean, we're pretty much in. Yeah. And that that he is controlled opposition, and they put him in for different reasons. Like, how much division do you think he has created since he's been president? Right. A lot more than Hillary could have ever done. Right. She would there would have been division, but it would have subsided over a certain amount of time. Can't sensationalize her the same way exactly. Like right. he's 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 just. I mean, he has a Twitter. Like this right. dude's this dude saying wild stuff on Twitter, and he's the president. Like that's. Right. Like, that's the why, like, if you would have told somebody that, like, 10 years ago, that the president was going to be tweeting and calling uh, other world leaders names on Twitter and stuff, like, you'd have been like, no, no, that's not what presidents do. The thing, like, if you truly look at the things he's done, not the things that they put on the news, but the things behind the scenes, like, uh, he gave the banks more power. What did he talk about in his, in his speech he was talking about how wall street is terrible blah 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 give the banks more power you can now in like 2008 you could still if you got affected by the financial crisis you could still sue the bank if if it was still available well he basically gained the same thing the pharmaceutical companies have in vaccinations you can't sue a pharmaceutical company for anything that has to do with vaccination you got a vaccine court yep they have a whole you ever see about vaccine i thought they gave them uh i was under the assumption under the the idea that they have uh, like immunity. Now, well, what they did, what like the all right, the vaccine companies, well, like pharmaceutical companies, pretty much. Like they were saying, like all right, <clears throat> there was a time where people were getting me- messed up from vaccines and stuff, and like people's kids and stuff, and then they were getting sued. And so then the pharmaceutical companies they went to the government and like, hey, we can't keep paying these. We can't keep paying these people the you know these settlements because right. they're you know they're gonna bankrupt us as if that's even possible right, as, if, right, as right. if that's even so so then they so then they set aside like pretty much a, a, from what I understand a it's pretty much like a fund to kind of buff like to buffer like between the pharmaceutical companies and like the people like where. It's fe- I think it's I believe it's a federal thing now where like they you go to vaccine like you, there's a vaccine court and you go there and any money awarded is not coming from the pharmaceutical companies anymore. It's coming from us. It's coming probably from us. It was great. So so that's awesome. <laughs> that's a you know that's a, that's an awesome thing so, you know. Yeah, but that's bad. what they basically did with the banks. So and the 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 vote in Congress was tied. The deciding vote was Mike Pence. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, so your vice president. So now the guy that said in his in all his arguments, he's like, "Oh, we're gonna take down Wall Street." He's now sided with the banks. Yeah. You notice now what like gun control was like a big thing for the people that for Trump, right? Mm-hmm. Just passed the bump stop. So now he's he's passed the law for the banks. He's passed the law against guns in Pennsylvania. They're trying to pass another law against guns. And I'm not a gunner. I don't really understand all of it, but. When they're passing laws against guns, I know that's you know, yeah, that's something. He's 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 um like I just like I call him the Trojan horse. Like to me, he's like a Trojan horse. He's like we're gonna bring you in here. We're gonna create all kinds of division right. and in the background. We're gonna do all this crazy stuff. Like my theory is like he's even gonna try and outlaw outlaw protesting like he's gonna like he's 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 gonna be make an argument that you shouldn't be allowed to protest because they're destructing property and stuff so now we're gonna take away protesting like i think he's just like the worst now this is just me doing conspiracy theory like like, the other thing is like trying to sell nuclear weapons to saudi arabia Arabia, being buddy buddy with saudi arabia being buddy buddy with israel he just said israel has has uh like has ownership should have to, should be able to take ownership of a plot in Syria, like so we're gonna take the troops out, but we're gonna we're gonna back Israel to take ownership of this plot in Syria. Like it's, it, it, it's just like you ever see you seen lately? I would say like you if you say anything bad about Israel, oh you get then you're, yeah. then you're an anti-Semite. Yeah, you hate then Jews. Like, first and foremost, what I don't even know. Who, like, all right, Israel is, like, supposedly, like, an extension of, like, the people in the Bible. It's, like, this, the, 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 you know what I mean? Like, in the Bible, there is, God's people are called the nation of Israel. So, people say, well, that's Jewish people. That's what people would say. But I've seen at least two to three different groups of people who claim to be the people in the book. Right. So it's like, if you can convince people that you are the people in the book, then somehow uh, it makes it real. Who's to say that anything in the book is even real? You know what I mean? Like, is even real at all? Like, so now you have like this, like possibly made up situation Causing world strife, you know what I mean? Like they, like, because they're like, oh, well, that's these people's land. Yeah. Like, who? B- because a character in a book said that. A character in a book that started out with a snake talking. Uh, <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever hear of Abby Martin? Abby Martin. Yeah, I did. She's she's uh, the one yeah. that goes that's been in Israel and like, oh yeah, like reporting that. on that whole conflict between the Palestine and yeah, the, the Israel. Yeah. yeah, and like she reports that like the Israeli soldiers are like on the top of buildings, like gunning down, sniping down like women and children trying to cross the border, this border, and they're like, and they and they show like video of them like celebrating that they just kill these women and children like that's i mean that's who we want to be foreign right you know and we give them talk about not want to give making a border the foreign aid that we give to countries like countries that promote terrorism and all this stuff like saudi arabia we give them money we give israel money all the time millions and billions of dollars we give these people okay like if we want to get mad like 
let's get mad at the things we do inside our borders. Right. Like my theory is we always, my saying is we always have far more enemies inside our borders than we have outside. So anybody trying to get in here, like how are they, why aren't we worried about the people creating the chaos inside right, right. the border? Get those people out. So like my thing is, I always think Trump is just controlled opposition. He is just so far out there creating all this madness. And in the background, they're just doing stuff. It's just, you know, it's like the perfect scenario. It's a show. It's a show yeah. to watch. It's, just, it's, it's very, like, politics has always seemed to me to be, like, the the most advanced form of entertainment. It's like, it's because it's collaborative and people feel like they have a stake in it. They're like, we're going to get this president elected. And so, like, people feel certain ways about it. They'll fight with people who are of opposing viewpoints about it. Well, they feel like they're being like a good American because they voted. And like, I'm a bad American because I didn't vote. Yeah, I did. Well, you... They say, well, you shouldn't even be able to say anything because you exactly. didn't vote. Yeah, that exactly. Exactly. It's devoid of logic. Well, I always was <laughs> under the... I mean, my, for me personally, I always thought that the president was just like a face of like the marketing campaign and there's like four or three or five real small number of like insanely wealthy people in America that are controlling everything <laughs> and, and the president is just kind of like a puppet for well, sure. someone to blame. But yeah. if sure. you say he's the face, if but if you say that in society, people get to look at you crooked because they're like, "What? You don't believe in that political process?" I'm like, I don't have a reason to believe yeah, in the political I, process. So, what? What does it change? What? 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 There's still you go to Baltimore and all these other places. Go to the. We are a third world country in certain ways. Like we, we're not. We're not so far of. of it's like when you see like. <laughs> Like those uh, Jamaica like resort like things to like come come it looks to like Jamaica. So beautiful, you yeah. will dance in the blue waters. Like well, yeah, <laughs> they sell you on the sunshine, <laughs> right? They don't show. And you. then outside the wall, you, yeah, when you right. go outside that wall, you see the reality. <laughs> yeah. And the reality is is that there's little kids running up to you asking you to buy trinkets that <laughs> for for for. 25 cents because that might help them eat like that's that's the world in, in we went, general like that's we went on a cruise in the bahamas and we went to one of the islands i don't remember which one it was yeah, you can go to like nassau or something that's, like that that's the one i went to yeah and like and you, they got my parents the, like, you get off the the boat and you go and like the dock is u.s territory until yeah. you get to a line and you got to <laughs> go through this this what this thing you know to you know, show your U.S. citizen, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then you, you like, the first street is all, like, flea market type stuff, right? So you're like, you know, it's, you know, whatever. You're a tourist, you know. Right. You go, the ocean is beautiful, you know, all this stuff. Where the ocean's right there where you get off. Right. Get to the second street over. Yeah. Still, like, shops and selling stuff. Yeah, but you see a difference. Right. You can see a difference. It's it's, it's Uh, about to be something. So then I tell my wife, I said, I think we're just, we're not going (laughs) to go any further. Walk up and down this street. We had kids with, too. It gets to, like, 6 o'clock, okay? And the people that live there that are running the flea market, these people are frantically putting their stuff away, boxing up. I look at my wife. I said, if the people that live here are (laughs) frantically putting their stuff away and locking their doors, I think it's time for us to get on the boat. So then it was just weird because another buddy of mine had went on. He was actually docked the same day I was on a different boat. 
Well, it was him and his wife, their older couple. He paid one of the taxi guys to give him a tour on oh, the island. Really? He said you get past that second street and it's like you can't even fathom the, the poverty, the people living in just filth. He's like, you just, you, you, you can't even. And, and I mean, that's just how it is, you yeah. know, and you just can't even imagine, you know. So it's, you know, I mean, that's kind of like it in a weird way. Like Ephrata is the first street. Right. You know what I mean? And then as we get closer to different areas, that's the second street. And then right. we get to the other places that people are living in means they in a country they have no reason to be living that way because we're the richest world in the country. Now, you can argue whatever you want. The reality is we're the richest world in country richest country in the world, you know, and we're the freest world country in the world, right. supposedly. Supposedly. You know, but I mean, I just don't you know, I, I I never thought I've never voted. Like I said, I've registered to vote just for Geo, and that was it. So first time I vote, but now I'm like also I'm like to me I told my kids I'm like, what if I'm wrong? What if my vote does matter? I feel like that too often. So but, like maybe yeah. I just vote, and then I'm not hurt if I, I vote. Think it's really just a cultural influence. Like, I mean, I really it is, think, but like that's the story being told here. This the story. Like, we're going to hear that story more so than ever. You're going to have people and they're going to have their I voted pins on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to. And then they'll be looking at you like, well, why aren't you on board with it? And then when you say it, it's it's easy to be uh like, it's easy to write off like you're just like some crazy conspiracy. Well, no, like, but like, even if you vote, but let's say you voted for the independent or the green the green party. If I vote, oh, you waste, vote, then they argue that you wasted your vote. If I yeah. vote, I if the only person I will vote for is that Andrew Yang dude, and realistically, most people will probably think that's a complete waste of a vote. Yeah. Even if he gets to that, and they'll point, give you a hard time for it. Yeah, they'll be like, "Well, you should have got behind yeah. with his face." It's like, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to get behind like who 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 I feel, you know. Like to me, you say that to me, but like, or not you, but like somebody would say that to me, and I'm saying to them like, did, who did you vote for? Did you vote for somebody that that not? I don't want to hear about Democrat and Republic. Somebody that actually told you something that you felt like made a difference, or did you just because you're a Republican you voted for Donald Trump? No, don't don't yeah. like that's crazy to me. Because yeah, right. I feel like in, in definitely with the, like in those those evangelical cases, like they knew they must have had some understanding of the things he's been accused of, the things he's said. Oh, he's good. Like must have must have had some understanding of it, but they still linked with that in the face of other people who had values that were closer to their own. Right. So they were just like, um. Well, we, for whatever reason, we have to go Republican. Maybe it has to do with abortion or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like my, like, um, my in-laws, like, I'm pretty sure they voted for Trump. But it's like, it, that's so complete, like, definitely, like, my mother-in-law, like, that's so completely, like, contrary to her, like, her value system and, like, just the way, you know, she's one of the nicest people I know. So it's like, it's it's contrary to it. So what happened? Maybe what happened is is that they people felt like he he talked about certain things that mean a lot to me. So now I have to get behind that and even 
and forget the person that he is. Yeah, I, I, people I, have to like settle to vote almost too. I also yeah. believe that like in times of desperation, like we're in. Uh, I mean, a lot of people believe that the country is is was is going a certain direction. People will vote for something different. Uh, an out, you know, what I mean, yeah. something crazy, something out there, because they believe that somehow that will change, change the direction of the com- of the country, right. as opposed to the typical politician that's always been there, like Hillary Clinton or right. whoever you want to name. They think, okay, this person is different, but I mean, I'm pretty sure that's kind of what happened with Nazi Germany too. Like he was yeah, different, <laughs> so yeah. like I mean, like <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like. And, I'm, and, and in no way am I trying to say that Trump is anything close to Hitler, but I'm just trying to show the example, you know? But, like, I think that happens, you know? Like, people see something different. He's not a politician. He's an outsider. Yeah. He's going to do something different. He's going to change the people way are things are going. It's like... I hear like how he comes. Oh, the you know before he was president. Oh, the stock market's rigged and like all these things. Well, now he takes credit for the stock market right. and the economy is doing so well. But yet, let me understand this: dollar store, the dollar store, everything cost a dollar just closed four hundred stores in the country. So you're telling me everything's yeah. good? Like Sears is closing in Park City. Park City like yeah. all the now, I understand there's probably a transition going on where there's stores. It's more online. Everybody, well, yeah. Yeah. well, I mean, when you don't have to pay taxes, you know, right, and right, you, you right. get a tax refund, you know. <laughs> but that's just me, you know. <laughs> but still, there's something else going on there. It's not just online is is close. I mean, it's the dollar store, right? You know, <laughs> I irritate the shit out of my wife when we go to the dollar store and I ask her how much that is because it's a dollar, <laughs> and I go through the whole story asking how much it is you know it'd be nice it'd be nice if, if they almost set up the presidency as like a probationary period where where if they got voted on they had like a six-month period of where they had to like you know follow through what they said or at least get some things lined up and then after those six months we go to another vote to confirm him in. That way, if we would get someone like Trump, yeah. we'd have a, a fail safe. Nah. There needs to, to be an accountability. Or, or, or I want no government. You know? I want no government. Why does anybody, <laughs> why does any person get to have power over me? Yeah. I am a person. I don't give a shit. I don't want no government. I think there should just be local governments everywhere. So like there's just, and, and you all have the rules established in a local government in an area Let's say Ephrata. You say, these are the rules. If you don't like these rules, you don't have to live here. You go find another place to live. Right. I don't know. Like, something like that. Like, I, I just can't a, stand anybody. In a world full of war, that people, will, they, people, I think, they let the government do what they do because they've been convinced that the world is out to get them. <laughs> Like they're like, all right, we all right, government. We don't really like that you tell us what to do, but we need you yeah. in case these crazy people right. come over right. here. We need to rely to do on you. Every war needs a good villain. So what do we do? We we make villains. Like what we do in the Middle East. Tell me what we've accomplished in Afghanistan in the last eighteen years I, that we've been in war in there. Tell me one good thing that anybody can come up with. No, opiate actually, uh, they did a study, and the opiates 
production has gone up since we've that's been there. That's what I mean. That's good. Yeah. That's good yeah, it's good for America. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, the, ta- the Taliban people. was actually making it go down. And then you see the graph where work? we right. we we come into play and all of a sudden it goes like this in a straight up arrow. Taliban is some terrorists. <laughs> yeah. They're like, wait, you guys can't mess with this. You guys make. This is why I say the virtual, the reality of the situation. Whatever the government tells me, I believe the exact opposite. opposite. The Taliban's a terrorist? Nah, I don't think so. You know, Osama bin Laden is this crazy person that that destroyed three two buildings with in a cave with some box cutters. Sorry, that's a tough story for me to understand. <laughs> there's a story, the story that tech, there's yeah. the day before you come out and say we lost $2.3 trillion in the same part of the building in the Pentagon right. that somehow got hit by a plane. That's kind of iffy to me. Right. I'm just saying. No, like, and there was no parts of the plane. We found. have a $20, $22 trillion debt, but yet we also have $21 trillion that just came out with a report that's just missing. They can't find that no, the, nobody has to take accountability for. That's um the the one guy um who I, I I've listened to um Stephen Greer, you know he he's uh isn't he the alien guy? He's the alien yeah. guy, but he also did the documentary on Netflix called Unacknowledged, mm-hmm. where his theory is was well, it's not really even a theory. Like he through like the Freedom of Information Act and stuff, like he kind of uh, like is saying. Pretty much that there's these black bo- these black yep. budget pro- projects that are like uh, they're not they're they're being done illegally. Yeah. But they have like you know it's it's one of those things where it's like you know it's it's so powerful of a concept that the illegality of it doesn't even matter that they're just like you know they're. In his estimation, back engineering technology that they found from crash ships. Yeah, that his ultimate his ultimate thing, and this is compelling. It's a it's a compelling theory. He ultimately believes that there's they're going to stage an, an yep. alien uh, attack and have a perpetual war because that's the greatest enemy that you could ever have. Right. Like you can make all kinds of military stuff. Forever, if they're saying, "Hey, yeah, there's these dudes from," and not only that, they can tell you to, "Hey, listen, come over to our FEMA camps." You know that we have government people there to protect you. Don't worry about it. You know, and I tell my kids all the time, "Listen, if anything happens, and they're telling you to go to these camps, go the other direction because that's the place you don't want to be." When I got the, when I got like, (laughs) I guess it's a debriefing or whatever. When I went, when I uh, was telling you, yeah, yeah, I had to. I had to meet with MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, for a sighting I had. Really? When I was driving on, um, when I was driving on 222, and um, I saw like these uh, these three lights in the sky, and they changed formation and things like that. So I made a report, and I eventually went up to Lebanon and met this lady at this hotel. We talked, and um, one of the things she said to me was, she showed me a picture of this triangle shaped vehicle with um like this white circle in the middle of it and she said everybody is trying to like a lot of people see this thing and a lot and they were really just trying to get the word out that if you see that 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 is not alien technology that that is something that is like a black budget a black budget product right like and 
in this world, like you can't say that that's not happening. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Like I right. really would not be surprised if some shit well, came up one day and just started blasting stuff. They're like, oh, we're at war with the Martians. Do we? Like, do we want to? St- Here's my thing: if aliens come, let's say they come down, let's say one day they finally come down. Uh, for me, I don't think that's a war we should even begin to fathom to start because if they're that intelligent that they can. You know, create a ship that goes, you know, light years into black holes and different dimensions, and they come here. They're not coming here to shake our hands and buy us a beer. You know, I'm, I mean, but in reality, like the thing that, uh, all right, the other thing Stephen Greer is a part of, and he's like one of the few people who I've ever heard claim anything like this. But he has <laughs> this thing called um, CE five training, what he calls close encounter of the fifth kind, because. Okay. There's first, second, third, and fourth kind. The fourth kind of alien connection or whatever is um, abduction. Okay. The the third is an actual contact, and the fifth is human, um, human, uh, like when a human makes contact within with an extraterrestrial through um, almost a uh, psychic type of a connection, like an ESP kind of thing. And he has videos like where he takes people out in like out in the woods and stuff, and they they they'll do like this meditation and stuff, and like like a, like a hypnosis kind of. It's not even a hypnosis; it's like a meditation. Like they 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 meditate and they try to kind of like tap into like sending good vibrations to extraterrestrials in, in an attempt to get them to come where they are. And he has, like, video of, like, stuff showing up and, like, it, like jets coming and, like, chasing things off. Like, stuff like that. What? Like, really? Yeah. It, um, he, the first documentary he did was called Serious. That used to be on Netflix, but I'm not sure if it's on there anymore. Unacknowledged is still on there. And, I mean, this is a guy. That was the recent one that just came the, out. That's, that's the more yeah. recent one. And it's just it's interesting because on its face you're like this is too crazy to yeah. to even conceive to be real, right? But then you're like, but but how else do you explain? Like, how are you explaining the fact that like there these people are filming things showing up? He does say some out there stuff, like he said that he had like um, pretty much a like uh, a version of those uh, of like what he was communicating with like show up like not like in a ship but like a apparition almost type of a situation that he said he talked to and when you say anything like that now that yeah. people, you're off the reservation yeah right, you're, right. You're, that those things don't happen in life right. as people think but all throughout time people have said things like that happen right there's the whole there's the whole weird spectrum of life of things that happen that you're like I don't know about that and then society kind of just trains you to just be like well that's oh, it's just what it's just is what it is like deja vu is a perfect example that's like assuming that if they came here they would want to start war because that's we his, part. his his point his point is is that he believes that anything that gets here has to understand that that you that that's not the way to like you like if you're gonna be in space you don't want to be like this warring like this warring civilization going throughout space because realistically 
if you're a part of a, gal- or a universal community of space-faring creatures, once you get that, uh, you know, that reputation of, oh, that's those dust and people from them planet, they just go places and kill stuff. Like, right. you'd probably be destroyed. But his whole thing is, is that, you know, the, that they don't want it. That, he said if they really wanted to be hostile, they've had plenty of opportunity. Yeah. There's been uncountable amounts of sightings over the years. Right. They've never been like this UFO came down and just started. And we're <laughs> all assuming like we're all assuming they're not here already. Yeah, like right. you like I've heard a lot of reports and listened to a lot of stuff where some people that are ex-military people are saying that they're already here and integrated into our society and like functioning in like bases and stuff, not like in the public right. you know so like who's the who knows you know and you like know. cliff high is this guy that uh, i don't know i listen to him a lot but he has like uh some kind of military glasses that we or binoculars or or no uh like things you can see at night like oh, some kind like of night, night vision or something and yeah something i don't know he said they cost like five six thousand dollars or something yeah i'm like okay and uh (laughs) and he says you can look up into the sky on a clear night and you can just see things that are unexplainable how they move and it's clear as day and there's thousands of them Hmm. now i have never seen it right i'm i i listen to this guy a lot i believe a lot of things he says but is it true? I don't know. I can't say that it's true. But why? Why would somebody make that statement when somebody else could that can afford it could easily go to get those goggles right. and do the same thing, the same thing and check if he's? I mean, I'm assuming it doesn't make sense that he would lie about it. Right. You know what I mean? So like, you ever see stuff like people's like telescopes and stuff? Like yeah. High power telescopes. Oh yeah. They see stuff like going across the like. The surface moon. of the moon and yep. stuff like that, like that, like the moon is one of those things. It, the moon, when I'm in a certain state of mind, makes me understand that I don't really know what the hell is going on. Seriously, because right. I'm like, and the what fact is you that thing, the fact right. that you only see one side of it. You see, right. yeah, the fact that it's locked in this orbit, mm. like I would, I I've heard people's theories talk about that 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 the moon was parked in an orbit like that it's a that it's an artificial structure <clears throat> that was parked in an orbit that may sound crazy but how do you know like, i have a cra- how- i have a crazy question for you <clears throat> I, maybe i just don't remember this when i was littler but do you remember seeing the moon during the day i've seen the i've seen it when you were littler when you were little like years ago i don't, I don't know like I, I know I see it now, during the day, at certain angles, but I don't remember when I was younger seeing it during the day. And I feel like maybe it's it's possible I just never thought about it, yeah, never looked possible. up, but like, I don't know, just saying. It's weird to me. I know, I know. But, I, you know, I'm a little, you know, sometimes a little off on these things when I'm, I'm driving a lot <laughs> and looking and like, you know, <laughs> listening to stuff. You know, but I'm just saying, I don't know. Like, I think about that movie. Did you ever see that movie has Nicolas Cage in it? And at the end of the movie, and like basically the world was ending. And the, and yeah. and uh, I think it's called Unknown or something like yeah, that. The, oh, knowing. The knowing. Yeah, that's knew it. it was going down. Yeah. And like they show another planet with like 
you can see the different moons and stuff and like these two kids at and the they, end they took them kids they took two like, kids <laughs> and they repopulated another planet because our planet was dying oh really yeah basically i forget exactly what happened there was some kind of volcano eruption wow, or something they knew that the people was messed up yeah, yeah. i mean that's not too far out of an idea either to think that maybe that's how we I mean, got we, here too we yeah. assume aliens yeah, come from a place know? that have war right maybe know. they're that far advanced where they say this is just nonsense why do we need war right. they don't, don't have war people don't even make sense here the fact that people are here as like this sentient type of animal then you know what i mean like there's there's all this other stuff. I'm not saying that other thing. I'm, dolphins are smart. All yeah. all this stuff is smart, but there's nothing that makes an iPod. Like, I mean, they yeah. just make phones. Where's, it, right. where's like, that technology we, really we're come an from? Anomaly here. Like we don't even make sense. We're we our presence here destroys like the 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 ecosystem so it's like i wouldn't be surprised if one day they were just like you know them crazy experiment things we were doing with them eight things we're gonna send them down i've seen a lot of people starting we'll give them a couple clues and then they'll start civilizations and like we can take that language from that one planet and take another one it could be like a young aliens kid science project yeah yeah it's just like you never know the thing is if you have an open mind about it you realize anything's possible that's the point and that's why that's why things like um i mean uh things like simulation theory and like that that's really like I mean that's I, that's something that I actually sort of like think is like happening. Like I do somewhat think that this entire reality is like some sort of weird simulation. Somewhere. Maybe like, that maybe really the year right now is two twenty two hundred, and we're like in virtual like some for a crazy virtual reality. I'm not that, even saying that. I'm just but saying, like I'm saying like what if what if like this is just like some simulation, some dude in some extra dimensional yeah. places in his underwear playing a video playing game a video game with your life. Like it it doesn't it sounds crazy until you watch video games and you're like, Oh, you can make worlds. I, I like to think about like uh, look at Minecraft universe like theories where it, they say if the universe is infinite, that means that anything could happen would happen. So so think. there'd be you know an infinite amount of earths which mean there'd be an infinite amount of think about it, think about what you're saying like you're another dimension he's he controlling a person that's playing a game if that thing that was in the game had some sort of consciousness like you know how it is how you 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 sometimes you like want to do stuff but like you're compelled to do others <laughs> and it'd be like that it's almost like something's controlling you like I, oh, it's like the what? Uh, not the Mandela effect. What's the other thing uh, we were talking about that one time? I think that was with Rigo. Um, deja vu, deja right? Vu. Deja vu is so weird to me. It's a weird. It's a weird situation because it's, it almost like if you really like thought about what it could be, you'd be like, "Hmm, is it possible I experienced something like or tapped into some stream of thought where something similar like to this happened or something like?" I mean, what if we're just like things here put here by another species or another type of alien to just mine the resources? How many Sumerians? How many? How many movies do you see where the first thing the aliens come down and they try and take? They take our resources, right? They want the water, or the whatever it is. In the in the Sumerian epics, they they were they were saying pretty much they were like they tell a story. They're like these people came from this other planet. 
they were they needed gold because they needed to fix something in their on their planet so they needed gold and they got here and they realized that they didn't want to do the work so they were like hey let's create something that do the work for that us. will do the work yeah. for us as we've done right we've right. done the exact same thing and that's what we're about with automation nobody wants to do the work of maintaining a work like, like you want other things to be like oh, i don't want to bake my back i don't want to sweat like, i feel like they would have came a lot sooner though because we're like destroying our resources at this point like you would have thought they were coming to harvest our resources they would have been Something but we're assuming you know? that like like in a way sometimes uh, we get to a certain point where we get to advance and then they have to like smack us down right so then we get to a point where they almost have to like reset we have to reset the world and that's like how we get to a certain point. Like, did, I mean, there's a lot of cities and, and places that we can't, we don't know why the population disappeared. They're just gone. Yeah. We don't know if it was diseases well, like the or mines, the, mon- like yeah, that, just yeah. gone. We don't know what happened and we can't prove any, there's no, there's theories, right. but there's no, okay, science, this is, in, this is what right. happened. You know what I mean? And Some like, people believe that them people left and went like, <laughs> To a different dimension, right. <laughs> yeah. like this. I mean, but that's 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 how crazy it can get. Like, the ancient alien people love the Mayans because they like say, you know, they have these drawings and stuff. I mean, the Mayans were kind of crazy people. They, they played they, they played nice. a game that's not similar to basketball, but like you put a ball in a hoop, and if you won, they killed you. Who wins that game? I was just talking to Davey last night about that um, about that game. Like, we couldn't remember the name of it. But yeah, like if you win, you get killed. Yeah. Like, yeah. who wants like to win? It's an honor. It's yeah. an honor. <laughs> and a you basketball know, game of death. Right. And you know people are out there trying their hardest right. to win that game. <laughs> Yeah, like that, that. Yeah, trying to win. I, I'm, I'm throwing that game. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, you can score, man. Oh know. man, he scored again. Damn it! Right. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go home. I, I need some more buckets, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to go home. Matter of fact, <laughs> but you live. Like, can you imagine that? Like, Crazy. you know, it's like, and you don't really hear in history. So, like, I've never heard of another. A society that had a game to that. Yeah, no, no. So, a, like, they were different. Like, yeah. there was something different about them. What a lot of people say about those peoples and uh, at that time is that they there was a priesthood. There were priesthoods that would like create these situations where they're like, "All right, well, we need to sacrifice this many people in order to appease the gods." Gods. And it's like, man, like, how many times has that been going on? I mean. Sacrifice is just if, like if, wherever you see a priesthood, there's always somebody like either like dying or like there's some like high level of, like 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 with the Catholic Church. You know I mean? like, Did you ever see that uh, stuff going on with priesthoods? What, what was that thing that Alan jo- Al- Alex Jones first uh, like years ago? He was the one that like videotape that thing where they the do out west Bohemian Grove. yeah when like he went, he that was that, like a satanic thing yeah uh, like the and they Al say God. like presidents go there and yeah. like hire like hire politicians and stuff like i mean you never know standing in front of that thing man moloch is actually in the bible somewhere like oh it, it is it, it's seen as like a false god or something like that but like it was just I remember that because that was that was around the time when I first started listening to him. Yeah, yeah. And 
and then that was he, one of the first things I listened to from him, but I kind of lost. Yeah, after a while, I stopped yeah. listening, but it was like he did turn me on to yeah. like the fact that like yeah, there's stuff going on that you have that no you're idea. not even cognizant about. Like you, I I wonder when the sacrifice started. Like I, I wonder at what point did someone say, "Hey, I think this god or gods." <laughs> the first time there was a flood, and they thought the gods were mad. You know that we're gonna try to appease or, them, or or, uh, or a famine or something. Yeah, like that. exactly. Like, well, this is because that yep. the unwed mother had yeah, a child. Exactly. And you know, like like people make up any reason to try to justify like something like, they can't understand. Yeah, like yeah. they'll be like, oh well, this he must the gods must be mad. It's like no, nah, maybe it's just the weather. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, right. It's, they don't know because at that point they well we, actually we don't know where that. you grow like where where uh, a religion or a spiritual system grows in the world it changes the dynamics of how like they worship like in a like a desert culture is like probably pretty different from like yeah. that the way they believe like it's probably different from a place where there's like a lot of water and stuff like that like right. it's it's a different situation and they and they have to like kind of pray for different things. Well, you, they have to. You're a product value. of your environment, yeah, right? You're a so, product of your environment. That's funny because that's like uh, uh, the first thing you were talking about, maybe talking about when you came over about like the nature versus nurture type of a situation. Oh yeah. And that's funny because it's like, I mean, at the end of the day, yes, you're both things. Right. You know what I mean, like you're you're you're, you're a combination of these things, right. like. My kids, they show me that. Like, I'm like, yeah, you, 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 you have certain ways about you, but there's certain things about you that are like innate, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was like passed down through genetic material right. and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like genetics are kind of crazy to me. Like, how you get bad teeth it has nothing really to do with reality. How many times you brush your teeth? Like, right. my my wife brushes her teeth and flosses more than I mean, like. I don't even understand, but yet her teeth, because of her family DNA, wow. is is not good. You know, <laughs> like wild. you know, and she'd be really pissed. I hope she doesn't listen to this one. That I even say <laughs> so, like, uh, but, I'll talk about it too much more. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, right. But like they also say when you have babies too, like the nutrients yeah, the baby takes yeah. takes away they from take, your teeth they, and stuff. That. So that also has to do with that too. But like my my side of the family's teeth aren't great either. But I don't know. I don't go to the dentist either. So yeah, I mean, but look, look at, look at, um, but even look at that. Look at something like childbirth. That's one of the things that people act like is normal when it's like there's nothing, there's no. nothing nor like whatever is going on there is like the highest level of magic or something yeah. that a person is capable of. Like you, you brought a life into a. <clears throat> You were breeding a life in there. You for... put something like you, <laughs> you made a sperm. You have the you have these little mini versions of yourself constantly being produced Millions or something. And then one day, it, you know, it come, it goes and finds an egg. And start yeah. what? And, start, and they just start splitting cells, and it's just like one after the other until it starts. Yes. Not, you know, and the, you know how it is, like how monsters or something come out of the dark. Like this, this living thing comes out of the darkness, yeah. 
came. I watched it. I watched this happen twice. Came this thing came out. My children came out of the darkness from like this different dimension, and I'm like, "What? Where did you even come from? Like, what? What? What are you? What? I know that I I'm responsible somewhat, but I I all I did I don't feel like like I I brought you here so to speak. You're not me. Yeah. Yeah. I brought you. Like I I was kind of responsible for you coming here, but. It's not like you're me. Like you're this. You're a combination of me and this other person. Uh, on top of the fact that you're your own person. You, you know, know. You know what's crazy? Like kind of same thing with childbirth, but kind of on the side is uh, my wife did a bunch of research on the placenta before she had my daughter. Huh? <clears throat> and uh, uh, you know, studies have shown that the placenta is the highest. It's like the most nutritious thing you could ever eat in your entire life. They like the amount of like you know vitamins and mineral and like stuff is like a ridiculous amount to the point where she was reading articles where people will like take it home and like fry it on a pan. Yeah, that's really and like oh, make like that, a yeah. ritual dinner out of it, and like some people will <laughs> save it and let it age for like it's crazy. Like that, what, you know what people, and obviously she didn't keep hers because I was like, you know, but hey, we kept ours. We we kept ours because um, she was my wife was gonna get hers encapsulated. Yeah, yeah I heard about that too. She yeah. was gonna get it encapsulated. Yeah. And we never got around to it, and like only like a couple, only like a couple like months ago or something, we got it out of her parents. Just remembered about. I remember I'm sitting there like, I was like, oh, you guys want to put Santa Burger? Uh, <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, in a weird twist of things, that's what, like, at the women's and babies were having abortions. Like, some people are, like, reporting that, like, they're taking the women's, the, the fetus and, like, the aborted ones, and they're using them, like, the the elite people. This is obviously conspiracy. Oh, is this is this the is this yeah, is this, this from Mike? No, is this the, did you this, hear what we Mike pro- said? About we probably it? had this. We probably would talk about this for sure. Because Mike, I think actually we did talk about Mike this. Had, Mike told me something one time about it was like based off of like how like you know people are like born dead because placent like they take placentas and stuff. Oh, like, uh, I don't they, know about that. They make them people or something like. <laughs> Well, not uh, people, but legally. Right. Like, right. The, like oh no, this is a different like, thing. I was right. saying like this, like they're taking the like they're paying the people at the abortion clinics, and they've interviewed their people, and they're they're getting paid to take the the unborn babies to a place, and supposedly what they do is they they like take the organs and stuff and like they use them and grow them for like transplants and oh, stuff I'm pretty sure uh, and like okay, yeah. like they I'm say that the blood and the that. blood from a baby is so which would kind of go with the placenta is so rich in vitamins mm-hmm. that they use the blood to tra- to transplant the book and and it's not just babies they do and that's why like there's such a like some people believe certain parts of the the government keep the the abortion clinics open because of this, because of that. that's what they're truly doing with right. the. It's just organ harvesting. Yeah, exactly, yeah. organ harvesting, and then like the, it, you can actually like this is a true, real, provable thing. They have some rich people have like eighteen, nineteen year old, twenty year old kids, like following around with like blood trans, giving them blood transfusions. <coughs> it is like really? it's it's like they're vampires, right? And we're the meat. I mean, really, reality, the vampire movies to me is like 
like I, I it's a social like um did you ever see like analysis. the one the which one i think that's the uh, underworld one where the vampires have just warehouses of people that are still alive and they're just draining them of blood and then the, so the vampires don't have to go out and yeah, like eat like people bite a person. Right, so right. this is the way they're trying to you know stay in society and not create a lot of attention to them but like in a way like that's how i view the government i view the government <laughs> as vampires putting us in warehouses and just draining and us of everything us. like <laughs> they they are the vampires of the world so like i feel they're like real, i feel like at some point too, somebody right? came up the idea with a vampire they looked at some person that like just sucked them dry i was like you know what? that's a good idea for a movie it's yeah. like they will call them vampires right. you know what i mean like that's what like, I sometimes you know like i said i have deranged thoughts <laughs> you know I, I drive a lot by myself there's <laughs> like some deranged that. thoughts that happen you know sometimes in the middle of the night sometimes yeah, right. not Sometimes I can't sleep, you know. This is how it goes. It's, it's good to it's good to have weird thoughts. Yeah, you know? you know. I mean, some's like completely crazy. Some I believe are completely true. So, anyways, and it's, you know, it's, I think I think maybe on that, you know, that might be a good, good place, place to yeah. wrap it up. Well, and with the vampires, yeah, yeah you I know, like just remember, people, vampires are real. Yeah, that's and, pretty much. Um, watch out for they're them. your they're in your local <laughs> government, and uh, <laughs> they live in D.C. If you see an old dude. <laughs> Watch out if he has money, because he might try to. Like, Did you ever see a picture of George Soros? I'm might, just saying. He could he could have been a, a actor in the in the underworld, the the old ass vampire. <laughs> I remember him. He could have played George Soros. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. But, anyways. Uh, yeah, I mean, I want to thank Eric for yeah coming for sure. in and, and talking. Yeah, thanks for having me on. You know, we can always go back and. Uh, uh, we got do a we you do a do, proper intro, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. But yeah, well, you know how it is on some podcasts though. Like they'll like have an entire part like in the beginning yeah. where they're like, we had a talk today, you like, right, right. And, and then they'll go into the conversation, and that's probably you know that's probably the best way. For I think a lot of people just have like a standard, you know, intro. Well, yeah. There's, yeah, there's that, but then there is like the more personalized one where yeah. that like they'll talk about like, um, you know what, you know what the kinds of things they talk about. They'll introduce the person, yeah. so to speak, like before, like yeah. the, the actual conversation yeah. and stuff. So yeah, I mean that's that's good though because this is this is uh, yeah. I kind of liked how we just kind of because you know coming into this my first time doing this, I kind of like how we just kind of started on a conversation. And just let it go from there. Because I, I, if mean, we would have stopped, it would have been different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it flowed better. Yeah, because I think like what hap- usually happens is we sit here and talk for an hour, and then we say four <laughs> times that we should start, and then we force start it. Yeah, and then it like kind of is awkward at the beginning. Yeah. Right. So. I'm glad we would, yeah re- recorded you know early because I feel like yeah if we would have like bullshitted for a while yeah. and then we started yeah. we would have ran out of things to say. yeah yeah it was, you know we just wanted to let it evolve naturally I really didn't think we you know I didn't think I you'd be surprised that long yeah well you know I thought maybe like which is cool I, I mean it's it's rare that I meet people that I can have a continuous conversation yeah. without like I mean because you really didn't skip a breath no. I mean we kind of just like we you know went, which was we, nice we everything flowed into the next thing and um yeah that's what I mean that's what it's supposed to be you know it's that's that's when it's good I think because then you get the the realness out of it 
Yeah, that's what people like the most. Yeah. Like the realness of the conversation. Yeah. And they, people are lonely and they don't really have. You're not having a forced conversation. You're yeah. just yeah. speaking freely of, you know, saying what you want to say. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, guys. So, uh,. Once again, we just want to say thanks for listening to the Hunger for Knowledge podcast one more time. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll be back with some new shit. <laughs> Hopefully soon. soon. Sooner than sooner than it's been, because yeah. it's been a long time since we've done well, one. Now, schedules have been rough. Yeah, you know, my basketball season's over now. I, I, got, I got my time on Saturdays yeah. and Fridays and stuff. So uh, It's hard to get uh, full-time working fathers yeah. and basketball players and coaches of basketball teams all on the same page. We got more responsible with life yeah. now. We don't have time for all of this well, you know. and uh, <laughs> You know, and you know, this, this happens. So. This happens. But... Like I said, thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time. Later.